Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. The Countdown to Green. Everybody and welcome along to a fairly short but hopefully sweet countdown to green for the final round of the Mission and Pilot Challenge. It is the Alan J Automotive Network 120. Uh, we're live at Sebring International Raceway at the home of American Endurance Racing, the original venue, of course, of the US Grand Prix. Jeremy Shaw. Uh, will be joining me in a moment or two here in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. Shea Adam is our eyes and ears as the VP Racing Fuel Pit and Paddock uh, reporter. I can hear cars uh, moving around uh, on the circuits. <laughs> uh, that's good news indeed. Shea, bring us up to date with some of the news before we get Jeremy to run down the grids. Alrighty, well, the biggest news story uh, that we have of the race is, well, the same theme that we had for the GTD class. No Bill Oberlin. He is not participating in the GS category this weekend for Turner Motorsport after being in close contact with someone who has tested positive for COVID. So he's been self-isolating and waiting for the test result. And even if it does come back negative, he would not be racing in the 12 hours tomorrow. But he was supposed to be in the GS car this weekend, the number 95 which he has shared with Robbie Foley for the entire season. Since Bill can't participate, Cameron Lawrence has stepped up to the wheel. And I say stepped up in a big way. I'm not going to spoil where he qualified, but wow, it was impressive. And Cameron has a great history with the team. But it means that Bill's last race with the Michelin Pilot Challenge for 2020, not the last round at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca, the round before that at Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta. So that is a big miss for everybody in this series. As far as other people we've got back this weekend, worthy of note, we've got both of the automatic racing Aston Martins and more on Aston Martin in just a second, as well as Stephen Cameron racing the number 43 with their blue and orange BMW, a new livery on that one. And we welcome back Ian Lacey racing with their Ford Mustang GT4. They have an orange and black and white Ford Mustang, as well as M1, who bring Ashley Freiberg and Mr. Conright to the track this weekend. And Jaden is a guy who we don't know very well over in the U.S., but he is an American who is making great strides for uh, representing people in America in terms of racing in Europe. He's been racing in the Porsche Carrera Cup Italy, a very impressive season over there last year where he finished fourth, making his Michelin Pilot Challenge debut. So even though it's the last round of the championship, the last round of the season, we still have some new faces coming out to play. Uh, which is great. Uh, it is uh, an hour and uh, it is uh, two hours, one uh, 120 minutes. Alan G Automotive Network, uh, one of, if not the biggest dealership, uh, car dealership network uh, around this uh, uh, area. Uh, let's go to TCR for the stories in the, uh, in the uh, TCR category, the street tuner class. Well, in terms of the championship, it is still open. The 33 for Brian Herta Autosport and their Hyundai leads the way on 257 points, a scant 
four points ahead of the 98, Michael Lewis and Mason Felipe. Behind them, Gavin Ernstone and John Morley, 250, uh, 245 points, excuse me. So everybody is still very close, as well as the 21 for Brian Hurd Autosport, the 243 points for them. Now, why do I bring up the 21? Well, they spent most of the first practice session sitting on the pit lane with a gremlin that they just couldn't find, went out. The higher Yatsacker went around the track very slowly, came back into the pit lane, still couldn't figure it out. When they got back out on track, they'd figured it out. They went quickest in the second practice session. They went very quick in that first practice session. And again, no spoilers for the grid, but it was a very good qualifying for them. They need a win and some misfortune for the others to try and get a championship run. Well, all right, I'll just say it. They qualified on pole. There's no points for a pole, but it was still a phenomenal run for them. In terms of the other cars that we've got in TCR, though, it was a scary and a long night for the uh, Atlanta Speedworks car, the number 84, which is driven this weekend by Brian Hednerson and Robert Noker. Well, they didn't have an engine that was functioning for qualifying, so they had to do an engine change. And it was a very late night for that crew. They were the last ones here and the first ones back this morning. So there are going to be a couple of tired faces on the blue and yellow Honda Pitwall. But the good news is the car is ready to go for the start of this race. Yeah, and we'll start the back of the grid as it didn't set a time. Neither did the Stephen Cameron Racing BMW M4 GT for the number 43 car. But we did have uh, 36 cars that were uh, declared for this race, which is pretty fine for this time of the season. Jeremy Shaw, uh, a quick thought from you uh, before we team up with our colleagues on uh, IMSA television, just about championships in both of the classes, please. Yeah, certainly uh, with the, uh, the the problems that uh, Tyler McQuarrie and Jeff Westfall had a couple of races ago uh, at Mission Raceway Road Atlanta where they didn't meet the minimum drive time, so it fell to the back of the class. That's put them a long, long way back. They trail Nate, Stacey and Carmar say about 15 points coming into this final round. So uh, they're, they're, they're all out to win the race, qualified on pole easily, massive margin over the rest of the field. Uh, uh, but... Uh, they, they, they need some help, really. Nate, Stacey, and Carl Marcelli, they're a little bit further down the order in fifth. They haven't been that low uh, most of the way through this season, actually, on the grid. But uh, all they need to do is a good, consistent run, and it'll be good enough to win the championship. But as Shay was saying, in the TCR category, it's pretty tight out there. The the leading Hyundais had a, had a coming together on the first lap at Wellesette Raceway, Laguna Seca last time out. Number number 98 car, that's a, that's a new car for this weekend because the 98 car was beyond repair after that crash. So that team has been really, really busy over the last couple of weeks. But uh, the good news is, again, they will start up the front uh, and it'll be, uh, once again, an all-Hyundai row of the grid in TCR. I'll be hoping for better luck than last time. Just a quick reminder for all of us that the... Uh, the cars, in fact, are rolling behind the safety car uh, at the moment. They've come out of the back straight pits, though the Ullman straight pit. So out of turn, actually just before turn 16 is how you get in there. Uh, and then you join about a third of the way down the back straight on the way down to turn 17. Uh, and as I say, the cars are rolling uh, in grid order behind the safety car. We'll run you to through uh, the leading positions once we get... Uh, on air with our colleagues from television. Two hours, Jeremy, three and three quarter miles, a fast race track, uh, easily split up in terms of the fuel load? 
Um, I mean, you know, it's it's the same distance as always. So you know, it's going to be a stretch. The TCR should be able to get there on one pit stop, but uh, the uh, the GS cars, no, it'll be two pit stops and less. Uh, as we had last time out at uh, WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca, lots of yellow flags, and that's how uh, the uh, number uh, 39 team was able to, to to win that race so convincingly. Just one stop last time out, and they'll be looking. They got the pace here this weekend uh, to to uh, to win the second in yep. a row. That's the defending champion team, of course, from last year. Thank you, Jeremy. Jeremy Shaw is in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre with me, John Hindoff, our VP Racing Fuel Pit and Paddock Reporter, as always. Is Shea Adam? Time to go live in sound and vision from Sebring. The Michelin Pilot Challenge on IMSA Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Well, hello everybody, and if you are just joining us, your timing is impeccable. Our countdown to green on IMSA Radio has finished, and we are linked up with sound and vision, IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. Uh, working seamlessly across the world for those of you outside the US. Good to have your company uh, and hopefully you are ready for a cracking race. Jeremy Shaw, uh, we are in the middle of Florida, Sebring International Raceway uh, in the central part of Florida. Three and three quarter miles, got a great history this place. When you see names as well as numbers, Fangio, Collier, Bishop, Jean de Bian, Ullman Strait, all great names from the history of this place and from motor racing. Sunset is turned 17. We might not get to see too much of that today with the overcast, but a three and three quarter mile blast around this circuit. The hashtag here has always been respect the bumps. Uh, two classes, championships up for grabs. Uh, Tyler McQuarrie in the 39 Audi on pole position, Jeremy, uh, and really looking for a bit of redemption. Uh, after the last time out well absolutely uh, you know the, well, it was two races ago that they had the, re- the re- redemption from they got that last time out at, uh, at their home track in california uh, and so they'd be looking for another win here i mean the, that car is fast here it was on the pole won the race here uh, in july this season also won here last year as well so we know the audi is super fast around here we know that tyler mcquarrie and uh, Jeff Westfall are fast. That's why they won the championship last season. And uh, they're going for broke here. They want to win another race and hope maybe the cars will fall their way and perhaps get a second championship for that uh, Carbon uh, Autosport with Peregrine Racing team. Let's see how quickly Jeremy can run down the grid from the back to the front, if you wish, or from the front to the back. I don't really mind, Jeremy, but you've got the rest of the second formation lap to do it. Where would you like to start? We'll start at the back. We're going to have 36 cars in this race, 24 in GS and 12 in TCR. Starting in the 18th row, Brian Henderson in car number 84, alongside Gino Manley in car number 85. Row 17, Gavin Ernston in car number 61, and Taylor Hagler, car number 77. Row 16, number 91, making its debut uh, the, in the championship, is youngster Rory van der Stur in car number 91, alongside another youngster, just 16 of age, Tyler Gonzalez, car number 27. 
in the 15th row, Spencer Brockman, car number 29, alongside Max Faulkner, car number 23. The second row in TCR, Mason Felipe in car number 98, and Ryan Block in the Alfa Romeo, car number 5. The front row, Ryan Norman, the championship leader in car number 33. And the pole sitter uh, for the uh, third time this season is Harry Gottsacker in car number 21 for Brian Herder Autosport with Kerbanger Janian. Moving on to GS, Sean Quinlan will start at number 43 BMW from the 24th position, alongside Samir Gandhi, car number 93. Frank Gannett in car number 24 and Vin Barletta, car number 96, will share row 11. Uh, row, uh, row 10 is uh, Anton Diaz Pereira in car number 10, alongside Tim Probert in car number 65. Gary Ferrara in number 99 uh, is in the 18th position, alongside Dr. Rabin Abdul Wahabi in the, uh, the sister automatic race to Aston Martin, car number 09. Row 8, Tom Collingwood. Number 38, BGB Porsche, alongside James Pezek in car number 40. James Clay will start in the 14th position in car number 82, alongside Jeff Mosing in car number 56. Adam Brindley Olsen in car number 7 in the 12th position, alongside Nick Galanti in car number 80. Sheena Monk starts inside the top 10 in the number 3 Motorsports Action McLaren, alongside Frank Depew, his best ever qualifying run in the Rebel Rock Racing Chevrolet car number 71. Jim Cox, local driver in car number 35, will start 8th alongside Russell Ward in car number four, who was out-qualified by his father, Bryce, in car number 57. Bryce will start sixth in that car number 57. Brilliant effort by him. Nate Stacey, the championship leader, will start in the fifth position in car number 60. Row two, Jaden Conright, a brilliant run by the young Californian in the M1 racing Porsche 718K, and that's car number 20, alongside Marco Signoretti, a youngster from Canada in a Multimatic Ford, car number 22. On the front row of the grid, making his debut this weekend, this season, I should say, for the Turner Motorsport BMW team in car number 95, filling in for the absent Bill Oberlin is Cameron Lawrence, but on the pole position for the fourth time this season, the seventh in total. That is car number 39, the Carbon Racing, the Carbon with Peregrine Racing Audi R8 GT4. The pole sitter is Tyler McQuarrie. Take a breath, Jeremy Shaw. Brilliant stuff. Well done. Two hours on the clock. We're ready to go for the Allentier Automotive Network 120, the season finale of the 2020 IMSA Mission and Pilot Challenge. Oh, and there's a touch at the very front on the front row between the BMW of Turner and the car barn with Peregrine Racing Audi as we come to the green flag for the final time in the 2020 season. And the IMSA... Michelin Pilot Challenge is underway. Fabulous jump from Macquarie from pole position. Immediately pulls onto the racing line. And it's Signoretti in the Multimatic Motorsports Mustang who makes the move down the inside. And the Canadian, with the very racing driver name, dives down and, oh, just doesn't quite get second position. But he's going to have another look as he goes into turn three. We've also already had one of the Hyundais turned around. That's the 29 car that has gone around the white and green machine. So that that was a schmozzle at the, right at the very start of the race at turn one and that car facing the wrong direction. But the Brian Hurd Autosport with Kerbagajanian car has got pointed in the right direction for Spencer Brockman, who will rejoin right at the back of the field. Looks like Russell Ward got round his dad earlier on, early on in the race, should I say. That's the two AMG GT4s of Winwood Racing. Bryce and Russell were sixth and seventh. I think I just saw Russell ahead of his dad. Yes, I did. The dark car is now in the lead. That's Russell, and he's right up the tailpipes 
uh, of the Aston Martin ahead. Now it was the now that was that was uh, Hyundai on Hyundai in the middle of the pack there. And who was it that got into the back? Oh, it was the uh, 98 car that. Probably Rory van der Stur, actually, in car number uh, 91, who got into the back of Spencer Brockman. He'd started right behind him on the grid. That would be the uh, kind of favourite uh, from my perspective, John. But uh, what a brilliant start uh, by... There is number 98 car. That has problems again. That's a, a Yeah, that, that was that was the car that slammed into the right-hand yeah. side of the other car, um, definitely, Jeremy. And I think yes. he, he's going to have yeah. some right-hand front damage on that. There's a lot of vibration going through the steering wheel. And that was right front wheel. He may even have a puncture there. I think he has on the right front. There's certainly some damage. And he, he has got a puncture. And he's driving too quickly is the, is, the, is the short answer to that one. Got a good start. Very good start, the 98. Uh, and then tried to go Whoa. up the inside no, into turn no. one. He can't have done because he started ahead of Spencer Brockman. So he must have made a poor start. Oh, and maybe yes. trying to make it up there. Oops, there's a spin though. That's a price forward goes for a spin in turn one don't forget of course that Mr Felipe will be in fact he's already into the pits Spencer Brockman well off the back of the field and he's just coming onto the start finish line now but remember the pits are on the Ullman straight so did Bryce get a little dunchy did and that was the Camaro the Rebel Rock racing car that uh, had the gentleman's excuse me into turn one new right front tyre going on to the eggshell blue 98 but they were having a good look to see if there was any suspension damage there and they'll be checking that out again because that was a significant side to side impact and of course the front wheels stick out a little bit at the bottom that's what you call camber helps the cars turn and that may well have caught and damaged, Jeremy, the steering or the suspension on the right front of that number 98 car. Yeah, that's it. And yet another disastrous first quarter for the number 98 team. They're out of the race uh, last time out. Hopefully they can get this car back and going again, but it doesn't look good, does it? Uh, that was an, another disastrous effort. I don't know what happened there because he started in the, uh, in the fourth position in the class uh, with uh, Spencer Brockman behind him. But it looks like it was the front of the number 98 car that's got the problem. Yeah, after that contact at turn one. I, I think he was a bit uh, snoozing a bit off the start because he was making his way back up the inside. Spencer Brockman had gone round, uh, or was coming round the outside of him, uh, and uh, that's when the impact occurred at turn one. And he's been looked at. It's been, uh, it's under review from race control, uh, and it has now been in uh, reviewed. No further action is the word from race control. Across the line, the number 39 Audi, the black and green car, with a decent lead. How decent? How about four seconds to the field, which is headed by Cameron Lawrence uh, in the Turner Motorsport BMW GT4, who's got a second and a half uh, on the Multimatic Ford Mustang. What an opening couple of laps by Tyler McCurry, uh, Jeremy Shaw. He's lit the afterburners. Yeah, I mean, this, this, this is now a, a 
Well, it, it, this is a, a race for second place because uh, the Audi was a second clear in, in qualifying. It won from the pole here in July. Uh, it's just going to disappear into the distance. I think we could pretty much forget about that car. Sorry, chaps. Uh, but the battle is going to go on behind him. A really good effort there by Cameron Lawrence just filling in for uh, for Bill Oblin this weekend. So he hasn't driven. He's driven this car before, but not for quite a long time. Uh, and uh, he has uh, settled into it very, very nicely indeed. Cameron, I think, was driving primarily this year in uh, in Trans Am, amongst other Correct. cars. So he's used to cars with lots of horsepower, uh, probably more horsepower than this car here. But he's running beautifully in second position ahead of uh, Marco Signoretti. Really good effort by the young Canadian, making just his second start in this championship. He made his debut at Daytona in the year, earlier in the year, but I think primarily due to the quarantine restrictions, be, be, with uh, problems in traveling between Canada and the US hasn't been able to make another race until now but he's certainly showing a lot of speed and Marco Signoretti he lives uh, one of his near neighbors is David Embringham ah. who's one of the uh, most uh, successful Canadian drivers uh, outside of Formula One let's say uh, but certainly uh, he's won championships in the uh, junior open wheel series uh, a really talented guy long long time as a driver coach as well he brought Marco Signoretti to the uh, to the notice of the Multimatic team. He's doing a great job here in third place, just ahead of that little Porsche Cayman with Jaden Conright, the youngster from Fremont in California, just 21 years of age. Is Jaden? He's making his debut this weekend. That's Jeremy Shaw. He's with me, socially distanced, of course, in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. I promise you, we're more than six feet apart at the moment, which is like that because uh, Jeremy is nowhere near. Shea Adam is in the pit and paddock uh, for us. VP Racing Fuel reporter. And a great gaggle of cars battling uh, behind Signoretti. Uh, there's Jim Conright next to AC. Russell Wards got onto the back of that as well. So that's Mustang, then Cayman, then Vantage, and then AMG GT4. Brilliant. Four different manufacturers battling for those places. And Shea Adam, Adam, Shea Adam has, let me get my words out. Difficult uh, for me to talk normally at the best of times when I'm this excited for the final round of the Michelin Pilot Series. Two more pit callers for you to have a look at uh, in the pit lane and more right front examinations going on, Shea. And they're both Hyundais as well. We've got the 27, which is Copeland Motorsport. That's the Tyler's car that was so impressive when they made their debut at Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta back before the six hours, so a couple months ago now. And also the Vanderster Racing. This is a new team running Roy Vanderster, who started the car. They are looking at the right front and underneath the car, and Danny Formal set to take over a little bit later on. But there was a right front suspension change going on to the 98, so there was a bit of damage there. I believe I saw a bent A-arm coming off that car. Yeah, and the number 98 car as well, by the way. They were looking uh, very carefully at the suspension and doing some work again on that right front. The incident in, uh, involving uh, Bryce Ward in the 57 Winwood car and the 71 Frank Depew Camaro under review uh, and we're, uh, we'll get that to you at the moment. Shea has uh, a definitive call uh, on the number 98 Hyundai involved in that first lap incident for which there was no further action. Shea? It's a lower control arm that's buckled on the 98 so that's what they're changing. That car is still in the pit lane. Mason Felipe's still in the car. Not not the easiest job in the world, but not one of the hardest. No, but it's, I mean, it's going to be a test session from now on, isn't it? They're losing laps every uh, two, two and a half minutes in the TCR. 
category. Cross the line, another cracking lap for Tyler McQuarrie. Uh, that is a 2.13.326. That's the fastest lap of the race, and he's lead now, Jeremy Shaw, over five seconds. Yeah, he's just checking out. Uh, you know, he's pulling away uh, at, a, at a second a lap, or has been up until this last lap. Uh, just uh, he's going to be awfully t tough to beat. Uh, is that, that Audi, uh, that number 98 car, the problem, that's the car that's second in the championship points coming into this weekend. Michael Lewis, of course, won the championship last season with a co different co-driver, Mark Wilkins, looking for his second straight title here with Mason Philippi, but it's all gone wrong in that first lap, and that's going to pretty much put them out of contention. And that means that Ryan Norman, who's driving the number uh, 33 car, is uh, is now looking good. He's in he's in the lead of this race and has a championship points lead already. Thank you, Jeremy. So the Audi leading out from the BMW in second, then Ford Mustang, Porsche, Aston in close company, then a bit of a gap uh, back. To, uh, no, Russell Ward's on the back of that as well. Then a bit of a back to Nick Galante in another BMW. Then it's Riley Motorsports B uh, um, AMG. Then it's Bimmer World, James Clear in the BMW M4. Then it's the Mia Motorsport in Action, Sheena Munkar. That's the McLaren in the top ten as well. Now, Shea Adam has news of a penalty. It was the best ever qualifying result for Frank DePew in the Rebel Rock Camaro. Unfortunately, due to that contact with Bryce Ward in turn one, the 71 will be coming down the pit lane. Incident responsibility for that contact drive-through penalty. Yeah, he came up the inside uh, into turn one. He was going, he's been driving that car as quick, if not quicker, than he ever has uh, this week. Really comfortable with the car, and uh, Frank had a decent start. Saw the opportunity, but unfortunately made a mis misjudgment. Uh, by the way, the start has been reviewed, no action. The start was uh, deemed clean. That is standard operational procedure for IMSA, and also hearing as well that we've already sheer lost a car behind the wall. The Vandersteer TCR car, the no. Hyundai, that they're making their debut, it's already over. That is a horrible, horrible start to the Mission Pilot Challenge career. Bad day for Danny Formal. And Jeremy, uh, Frank's just, Frank DePew just out of the pits in the Urban Grid Rebel Rock Camaro. Um, that car fastest in a couple of sessions earlier on yeah it's a super fast car Robin Liddell the quickest quite comfortably comfortably he didn't do very many laps the quickest in both of the practice sessions uh, Frank DePew's previous best qualifying effort was 15th that was last time out at uh, WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca a couple of weeks ago this time in the top 10 for the very first time in ninth position but uh, that's what he's uh, yeah, after that incident now he's going to drop him a long long way back uh, through the pack and that is going to make life more difficult for, for Robin Liddell, who was, I think was really the only, is perhaps the only guy that can, can challenge the car we're seeing running out front and pulling away still Tyler McCorry and Jeff Westfall in that car barn with Peregrine Racing Audi car number 39. Yeah, and ironically, of course, and the racing karma gods have spoken on this, he's come out right behind Bryce Ward, who was the car with which he had the... Uh, whoopsie at turn one now you know Bryce is a very sensible driver he had his best qualifying uh, as well uh, earlier on or one of his best qualifyings earlier on out qualified his son uh, and they then are running in class 22nd and 23rd 
behind the bulk of the TC Arfield, but still, crucially, on the lead lap. Uh, the leader just coming down to turn 17, and they, let me see uh, where they are at the moment. Yeah, they are just coming through uh, to turn 14, the start of the Jean de Bian Bend. So they're about half a lap back as the leader crosses the line right now. Shit, still work going on to at least one of the Hyundais in the pit lane on the back straight. Well, I couldn't quite figure out why the 21 Copeland Motorsport uh, Hyundai had come in, 27, excuse me. Um, the splitter had come off on the front of the car, so now they're using zip ties to try and secure it back into place, but that's not a, a good result for that Copeland Motorsports effort. Uh, and uh, zip ties, of course, a uh, a smartphone with a light on it and a 10-pound lump hammer. Those are the most important <laughs> things you can have, uh, along with gaffer tape as well in an endurance pit lane. Those are the essentials. Uh, and uh, if you use all four of them, you get added points, points for the championship. I'm only kidding about that. Uh, last bit, somewhere Nick Damon uh, will be very happy to see uh, that zip ties are being employed there. And there will be many more of them, I think, uh, that will be going on to the front uh, of that Hyundai, which remains uh, losing time in the pit lane. At the front of the field, the lead is now over six seconds uh, from Tyler McQuarrie to Cameron Lawrence, drafted in at the last moment. Then there's a heck of a battle going on uh, between Signoretti, Conright, Stacey, Ward and Gallant. They're pretty much together. Signoretti actually has just pulled away from... Uh, from those guys uh, a, a little bit three tenths of a second that's all and there's a bit of a gap as well uh, behind the Porsche before the Aston Martin and then Russell Ward and then Galante behind him uh, and the battling TCRs behind the two recovering uh, cars that ran into each other Frank Depew uh, and um, uh, Bryce Ward. Well, Bryce Ward's already cut his way through a number of cars and got ahead of the BGP Motorsports Porsche as well. Frank Depew involved again as he dived down turn one and hasn't really learned his lesson there as he was going by the number 23 uh, of Max Faulkner in the fast MD car. But Max had his wits about him, Jeremy. Otherwise, there could have been more contact there. Yeah, and uh, and uh, Gavin Ernst took the opportunity there to, to, to slip by. Uh, but uh, this is the battle for fourth position in TCR. Max Faulkner in car number 23, Gavin Ernst number 61, and Robert Noaker in car number 84. Another, yet another youngster, just uh, 16 years of age is Robert. He's already been racing for three years, if you can believe it, in the uh, Mazda MX-5 Global Cup Championship. He finished second in that series this season. He won three of the races, only missed out on the championship by four points. So he's another youngster to watch out for. He had to start at the back. They had some problems in uh, qualifying with that uh, number 84 car. I think an engine problem, which they changed overnight. And Robert Noeko is beginning to move his way through the field in TCR. As Jeremy Shaw, and mention of the MX-5 Global Cup reminds me that, of course, we'll be seeing those cars on the IMSA weekends again, returning to the IMSA paddock in 2021 with an exciting-looking calendar. And delighted to be able to reveal here that we will have coverage on uh, IMSA radio and across the world and the US uh, with no blocks uh, or breaks, uninterrupted commentary and vision as well for those MX5 Global Cup races in 2020. 
2021. Delighted that those cars will be back on the IMSA uh, package and even more excited to know that we'll be talking about them again, both in sound and vision, whether you're here in the US or further afield. Free, live, uninterrupted flag-to-flag coverage of their races next year. So get ready for some more great open-topped MX-5 action. Very much looking forward to that coming back and we'll uh, have more details about that through the off-season on Midweek Motorsport. 8 o'clock UK, that's 3 o'clock Eastern every Wednesday night over on RS1. Good news for Hyundai followers. Uh, We have got the 98 back into the race here. Hurrah! There are (laughs) six laps down, unfortunately, on the class lead. So a little bit of work for Mason Felipe and for... uh, Michael Lewis. I was going to call him Mike Lewis, but no, his name is Michael. Um, but they are still in a hope of the championship. They're only four points down off the 33. The Hyundai that's leading the way, that would be the red one. So the light blue one's dreams and aspirations of a championship aren't yet done because Sebring International Raceway decides who wins the race. Well, Not any of the drivers out on the track. The bumps decide. The bumps decide. At IMSA Radio, if you want to get in touch with us, Jeremy just had this in from renowned uh, and, and I would say genius, he never would. Renowned and genius livery and graphic artist Andy Blackmore. If the Audi wins with Tyler and Jeff, how far down uh, does the Aston have to finish for the Audi to take the championship? Or put it another way, where does, uh, uh, where does the Aston have to finish to be sure of the championship? Uh, tenth. Right, OK. So uh, in actual fact, uh, they could, because uh, if... The, uh, if the number 39 car wins, that will be that car's third win of the season. Nate Stacey and Carl Marcelli uh, have have two wins already on the season, so they're tied on two coming in here. So it'll be three to two. That'll be the tiebreaker. So they have to finish one point ahead. So they need to. Uh, uh, so, so Macquarie and Westfall, if they are 15 points ahead, then uh, that would be good. Uh, 11th position is uh, is 20 points. Uh, and that is 15 less than the, uh, than the number uh, 60 car. So the number 60 car needs to finish basically in 10th place right. to clinch the championship if the number 39 car wins. And if they finish 11th, it goes to the 39 because of the points differentials between um, 10th and 11th. So there's your answer, Andy. Write that down on a piece of paper and keep it handy uh, next to your computer screen that I'm sure you're watching on at the moment. 26 Celsius in the air, 31 on the track. It's pleasantly warm for the Michelin tyres. 81% humidity, unpleasantly humid if you are in a multi-layer driving suit with your fireproof underwear, with your hands device, your helmet, your balaclava and the heat of an engine either right in front of you or right behind you. Oh, and and by the way, being thrown around on the bumps and having to concentrate to keep a 1,300 kilo or so racing car from throwing you at the scenery uh, every time you try to turn it into a corner. And we've still got 100 minutes of racing to go. And it's Tyler McQuarrie by just on six seconds. That lead has stabilised back to the 95 Turner Motorsport in second. Uh, and then it's Multimatic with the Mustang. 
in third position. Another two seconds further back. About one second back from that is the Porsche Cayman from M1 Racing LLC. Cracking run from Jaden Conright. Uh, then Core Motorsports. So Nate Stacey at the moment winning the championship. Whatever happens ahead at the moment winning the championship for Core Motorsports and Aston Martin. He's got half a second uh, on Russell Ward for Winwood Racing in the Mercedes. Uh, who's got seven seconds on the Bimmer Worlds uh, number 80 of Nick Gallant in the BMW M4. And that's your top seven. The top ten, Riley Motorsports, the 35 in eighth. Uh, and just a tenth of a second ahead of Sheena Monk for the Motorsports in Action McLaren. That's the number three car in ninth of the top ten made up with James Clear for Bimmer World, uh, who's about a second further back in another BMW. But at the moment, Jeremy, all's well. If the chequered flag came out now, we would have an Aston Martin team of drivers as the drivers' champions. That's uh, correct as we stand right now. But uh, and, uh, that car, it's... Uh, yeah, relatively lonely in, in terms of the Michelin Pilot Challenge. He's, he's got a few car lengths over the car behind him, which is uh, uh, which is uh, Russell Ward charging on. He actually closed that gap a little bit. Nate Stays has fallen back a bit from late, from uh, Jane Con Conright in the last few laps. Uh, you just mentioned Sheena Monk. She's running in uh, in the in the ninth. Uh, ninth position. Yeah, she's she's right behind and closing up on Nick Galanti and Jim Cox. Uh, and bringing James Clay and James Pezzett with us. So that's a pretty good five-car battle there, 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th and 11th. Yeah, uh, and then there's a bit of a gap. Uh, Alan Brynjolfsson is the last in that line, and then there's a bit of a gap back to the automatic racing uh, 09 car. In fact, both the automatic racing cars together, the 09 and the 99, Abdul Vahari and Ferreira driving those cars at the moment uh, and those cars have a long line uh, of blue numbered GS cars sitting behind all the way down to I reckon the number 10 car of LAP Motorsports and that is in 20th position so that's a fair battle going on as well uh, and under 100 minutes to go uh, Shea Adam has been trawling the pit and paddock for small little juicy bits of information and has come up with <laughs> what? Uh, race control is feeling very much like Oprah today. Penalties for everyone for car number 98 everyone. refueling while on the jack stands drive through penalty. Car number 98 four guys working on the car which is not allowed drive through penalty. So those are two separate drive through penalties for car number 98. That's the light blue Hyundai. The orange and white Hyundai car number 27 penalty properly inappropriately attired crew member warning them so they are busy and if you look at the race control message center it's going a little bit bonkers right now yes improperly a tie crew member gets a warning um so that they will not get away with that again two separate drive-throughs for the 98 that just makes a bad day even worse for them they will still out there get be out there because um whilst you're out there things can still happen and they are not now in charge of their own destiny, Jeremy, as far as the championship is concerned. Uh, but, as I say, things can still happen. And you don't just say, oh, well, that's it. Let's park it. We're six laps down. Yeah. You keep on trucking. You do. Uh, and particularly, as Shayada was saying, you know, particularly here at Sebring International Raceway, yeah. uh, as we see the cars, we are bounding over the bumps there 
in the, at Sunset Bend. We saw earlier today in a Lamborghini race, the car was bouncing so high through there, it actually burst a tire upon yeah. landing. Uh, so, you know, anything can happen at this racetrack, and you, you don't count any any chickens until that chicken checkered flag falls. Mixing metaphors, sorry about that. But, uh, you know, it, it's the point is, is made, though, that, you know, there's still a long, long way to go, and, you know, it's, it's good with a nice, clean, green race so far. Got a couple of incidents early on. It's now it's settled down. Tyler McQuarrie running a super consistent pace at the front of the field. Two minutes 13.1 last time around. Uh, that's only a fraction away from his uh, fastest lap of the race, less than a tenth, uh, less than a hundredth of a second actually away from his fastest lap of the race. So, uh, Tyler McCoy is in control. Uh, Cameron Rollins doing a really, really good job in second position, and Marco Signoretti in third. And now, uh, Sheena Monk in column of three. She's worked her way, first of all, past uh, uh, Nick Galante, or, or sorry, I should say, first of all, past Jim Cox, now also past Nick Galante as well. So, Sheena Monk in that McLaren uh, is run, running up in the eighth position. But she, she started. 10th position and has moved up a couple of positions since the start of the race. Jeremy Shaw is alongside me, John Heindorf, in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre and just watching Frank Depew charging back up through the field. Bryce Ward as well. Those two involved in an accident for which Frank was penalised by a drive-through and he did drop behind Bryce so Bryce might well think that was a reasonable penalty both charging back up through the field Bryce up to uh, what's that 19th position oh uh, yes Uh, and it is Bryce involved just as he was going for another position with Tim Probit Uh, and that is down at turn 7 this is going to be a full course caution and this will pack the field uh, back up now, not early enough to do driver changes here, Shea Adam. No, we're not. The minimum drive time is 40 minutes in this series, four zero minutes. We've had 27 minutes of this race elapsed so far. So depending on how long it takes for the cleanup, race control might hold off on opening the pit lane just a little bit longer to try and help people. But it's still going to be an issue. Oh, dear. Tim Probert moving back across on the racing line after he had defended going down into turn seven and pitches the silver Mercedes up into the air. Bryce went to the uh, left-hand side very early, and Tim moves across at least a full lane there, and getting that silver Mercedes airborne, the 65 car looking a bit pre-loved as well, having lost the right rear wheel, and two very badly damaged cars. That was a shame, as I was mentioning there, there, uh, that Bryce was fighting his way back after that first corner tap that spun him around from Frank Depew uh, and was had worked his way up inside the top 20 and was challenging for 18th position there, Jeremy. But uh, I yeah. think Tim will look back at that and uh, be a little bit disappointed with himself. And it, the worst thing was, it, he was on the same side, the left-hand side of the car, where the challenge was coming from. Yeah, that was uh, the shame. Poor Bryce Ward must think the whole world's out to get yeah. him uh, in this race. And I yeah, mentioned him, it's my fault. Yeah, well, you know, it, it, but uh, unfortunately, I'm sure Tim didn't realise that uh, that Bryce was alongside him as he moved across to take the line into the hairpin. And uh, Bryce Ward, there, he's out of the car. He's OK, but shaking his head uh, as well. He might, of course, yeah, nothing. It wasn't done on purpose. It was a mistake uh, by Tim Probert, but it's ended the race for both of those two. And that's a shame. Both two really good guys. Uh, and uh, Bryce, Bryce Ward, he's done a really good job this weekend as a Shea 
uh, mentioned that earlier on. You know, he, he out-qualified his son, uh, Russell Ward, who's been, uh, you know, has won races and, and, and been running up front uh, pretty much all the way through the season. So an excellent qualifying run, but it's uh, going to be an early end of the day for Bryce Ward. Not of his fault whatsoever. No, indeed. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, he's fine. That's good. But unfortunately, looking at a pretty decent damage built there uh, not quite as big as I think as the 65 which has done even more damage and again standard procedure the intervention team the EMR safety crew making sure that Tim is absolutely fine before they ask him to get out the car gone are the days where people were just dragged out of cars and thrown into the back of an intervention vehicle and taken away emergency medicine has come a very long way both at a racetrack and on the street the old scoop and shoot as it used to be called now very much changed now assess the incident check on the condition of those involved and make sure they are stabilized before you even consider moving them and that's exactly what's happened there good work from our amr intervention crew and thank you to our safety crews the and also all of the track services and recovery crews as well as our corner marshals as well for giving that most precious commodity their time so that we can race uh, we have got the pits open for GS year and we have got a surprising number of takers we do this means that people are going to be elongating their first stint as we're just over the 30 minute mark one of the cars doing a longer stint the 60 that's the Aston Martin going for the championship for core motorsports Nate Stacy started a car he's obviously staying aboard which means that Kyle Marcelli's drive time will be a little bit shorter sometimes he'll be lamenting since he loves Sebring International Raceway We've also got Cameron Lawrence into the pit lane in the 95 Turner Motorsport BMW. No driver change there yet, and that is actually a discussion worth having because Robbie Foley normally qualifies one of the two Turner Motorsports BMWs. He qualified neither, meaning that he's technically going to have to finish the race in both cars. So that'll be interesting to see how they figure out that strategy. But the core motorsports car back out on the pit lane after two fresh tires. And who else did we have in Worthy of uh, Lament? We've got Sheena Monk in the pit lane and the three Mia McLaren, Nick Galante in the 80 Bimmer World BMW and James Clay in the 82, the sister car, as well as Vin Barletta in the 96 Turner Motorsports BMW. And Thomas Collingwood, that one surprises me a little bit because the BGB Porsche had been out there and suffering quite a bit. I thought they would wait for minimum drive time and then plug Jan Halen into the car right away. But nope, they didn't. No, and the reason for that, Shay, is uh, because if you come in, come in now, take on the fuel. I mean, they were you know, most of the way through a fuel stint here, uh, the GS cars. So when they come in to make their driver change, all they're going to do is a very quick top off. Now they've got, they probably put fresh tires on. Now they've got a full tank of fuel. So when they come in uh, at the 45 minute mark, it'll be a much quicker stop than the other cars that come in that have not taken advantage of this full course caution. We saw that uh, to, to, to graphic effect last time out at, uh, at uh, WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca where several cars came in kind of earlier than everybody else. Yeah. Uh, their second stop was faster. They were able to leapfrog the cars that, that had to make the longer second stop when they make the driver changes. Yes, good point and well remembered, uh, Jeremy. Yeah, uh, it's, This is going to be a relatively young, long yellow, uh, longer yellow, because although we uh, are doing very well with the cleanup on the two AMG GT 
three cars, uh, GT4 cars, excuse me. Uh, we've got a couple of concrete blocks that need putting back into line. Such was the ferocity with which they were run into uh, the initial contact to the wall on driver's left uh, coming into the braking area for turn seven by the Bryce Ward car has kinked a couple of the concrete blocks that delineate the edge of the track uh, back, I would say, a good couple of feet uh, on the, the left-hand side. Bryce's car is just about to go back onto the rollback. We've got uh, an intervention vehicle down there. Again, standard procedure. We've seen Bryce out of that car. So I'm pretty certain he's <laughs> his body language uh, was fairly uh, interesting and uh, demonstrative, even though it wasn't like he was jumping up and down, but the steady tapping of his, of his fingers uh, on the top of the concrete barriers on which he was leaning, I think tells you uh, exactly how Bryce Ward was feeling there. Uh, not the work of a moment here, Jeremy, to get this cleaned up, so I suspect we're going to be behind the safety car for a little while, where Bryce hit actually was only about three or four the... Uh, three or four feet away from hitting the arm core part, which uh, actually could have taken a bit more fixing. At least the concrete just needs pulling back into space. Yeah, uh, you're right. This is going to be a it is going to be a lengthy cleanup, and this is going to take uh, the teams well past the 45 minute mark, of course, yeah. before the uh, the uh, the race is going to get restarted again. Uh, but uh, you know, once you made your pit stop, if you come in now again, you're going to have to serve a uh, another penalty. Shay, afterwards, afterwards, if you, if you come in now after the pits are initially open, I think you have to serve another penalty, do you not? And uh, make another Correct. pit so after we go back to green. But for, for now, though, it, now the pits, first of all, Shay, the pits are now open for TCR cars. Uh, and we've seen most they of those cars come in. We do have quite a few callers into the pit lane, including the championship leader and race leader, the 33, the red TCR machine. That was Brian Norman bringing it in, and it will be him taking it back out. It was a really good stop by the uh, the Atlanta Speedworks crew, actually. Oh, no, they didn't stop. That's why they jumped up the charts. There we go. Uh, the 21 Brian Hurd Autosports crew brought in Harry Gottsacker and did, I think, two tires on that car, as well as some... Hyundai and also a very good job from the Audi, the number 85 crew. That's AOA. The black car already out and away as the work goes on. The uh, John Deere front loader is uh, already at the concrete barriers. They've had to come round to the non track side to be able to move that into position and just gently shunt that concrete block back. As I say, one corner of it is moved. Uh, I think about a yeah, better, better part of a couple of feet, certainly, and just very gently being pushed back to get it back in in line. And everybody's a supervisor at this point, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, you know, no, no, not like that, not like that. Do it like this, push it that way. No, no, this way, no, that way. And uh, the J.D. driver is, look, I, just let, I can do it, don't worry, I'll sort it out. Still under yellow then, uh, after that incident uh, between the two MG GT4s, Tim Probert and Bryce Winwood. Bryce Ward, excuse me, in the Winwood car, 
Uh, we've already had 10 minutes of full course yellow. Yeah. Uh, uh, and and I'm, I'm not sure that that's, uh, well, they, I think they're saying that's okay to go racing again. Okay, that's fine. Uh, and we saw all those TCR cars making pit stops again. It's still too early to make the driver change, uh, but uh, you know all of them now, all of the TCR cars. I I, I thought okay, no, I'm wrong. Number five and number eighty four, eighty four did not. Uh, so they they stayed out on on the on the racetrack, uh, but all of the other top uh, uh, nine cars, I think, on the lead lap in TCR, they all came in and made pit stops. So. Uh, they all had to stop again because they need to change the drivers. Yeah. Uh, but at least uh, all except number five and number 84 will uh, need to uh, take on more fuel as well. We're packing up the field. Uh, there will be no final wave by, right. but we will split the classes. Uh, and that means all the GS cars will go to the front of the field. So that means we need to get the, the uh, lead TCR car, which is the number five, and I won't say any nothing more than that um, at the moment, and and the Atlanta Speedworks car, uh, which started uh, way down the field, the number 84, right at the back, in fact, they just need to let the GS cars go through, and I think we'll go green, not this time by, but next time by, so get a chance for everybody to pack up behind, right at the tail end of the field at the moment, in fact, just having joined on the uh, number 29 Spencer Brockman Hyundai Veloster and that is is that the car that is that's still on the lead lap isn't it uh, yeah I think it is yeah that is still on the lead lap so that has got through onto the back of the field the 98 is a bit further back but obviously they've dropped laps now uh, the uh, Mason Felipe car is seven laps, I think, down. And the couple of motorsport car, number 27 car, which was also in the pits early on, uh, that is five laps down. So those guys are, are very uh, much out of the game in terms of a good result, but we'll hope for a little more attrition. Shea Adam, pit times. We've got uh, half a lap under yellow, so you've got plenty of time to talk, through, talk us through this. Oh, I don't need plenty of time. I just need a, a quick couple of seconds because I've just noticed that three cars must have done fuel only when they came in during the TCR class pit stops. The 61 for Gavin Ernstone, the 23 for Max Faulkner, and the 98 for Mason Felipe. Their time in the pit lane was less than a minute for each of those cars, whereas everybody else in the category was closer to a minute 10. Right, okay. And that was that was TCR, did you say, Shea? Yeah, right. yeah, just for TCR. But even if you're changing two tires, we're talking about a 15-second difference. Yeah, that's two. T that's uh, probably at least two tires, isn't it? Yeah, as you're seeing. So we are going to go green. Should everything remain equal next time around, uh, we have got, I think, 33 cars still running. Remember the Van der Stur Racing. Hyundai already behind the wall, the number 91 car, with the issues from earlier on. And we, we will try and get to the bottom of all those Hyundais that came in with right front problems. Extraordinary. Um, an outbreak of right front issues. And into the pit lane. Some of the GS cars are going into the pit lane now. And that's interesting. Uh, we've got uh, certainly coming in 
the Aston Martin Vantage number 99. That's the automatic racing car, the Ford Mustang from Ian Lacey Racing. I think Frank Depew came in as well as the LAP racing car. Now, Shea, they can do this because they haven't got back to the start line yet, but will they have to come back in again then? I think they will, John, because the pits, uh, they've opened for TCR at 12.37. It's now 12.46. doesn't take 10 minutes to do a lap around this track. I think that was the second lap around. I don't know why everyone dove in except for minimum drive time had been met, but that's going to be interesting if that's a lot of penalties or if that's reading the rule book properly. Well, yeah, and the minimum drive time has been met, has it, uh, for those guys who've been racing. Uh, Go ahead, you can pit. You can pit as you're coming back to green. You don't have to take the green flag. I don't believe you can come. Uh, coming back to green, normally, of course, the the start finish line is in front of the pits. Here, it's not. Yeah. They are effectively coming back to green. So uh, it's true. You know, that's uh, it's, it's uh, kind of an anomaly of the layout here that we're using here this weekend. Well, and, and that might well have played into that strategy. But can we just confirm that we definitely got minimum driver time there before those? cars uh, dived in to the pit lane uh, Shea? Yes. Yes, I can. I saw the clock when the first car crossed the line and it was already down below one hour and 19 minutes remaining. Right, so it was 19 minutes and something something seconds, but there wasn't 19 on the clock. Right. We are going to have a penalty though for at least one of those uh, cars that have been into the pit lane. It's the Riley Motorsports number 35 leaving with pit equipment attached. That will be a drive-through. Uh, we've got a drive-through assessed on the 65 car for incident responsibility. Now, you may ask, why is that being assessed when the car's on the back of a flatbed that is sending a message to everybody else out there that that was not acceptable driving and that has been noted by race control i have no issue whatsoever at that point uh, the pit stops that came on the way back to green shit all were driver changes so they, they've worked it out then that they were going to be able to do that right on the cusp of the drive time yes we have don halen in the 38 bgb portion now eric foss in the 56 marillo racing mercedes uh sebastian prio in the 22 multimatic mustang it is Chad McCombie in the 40 PF Racing Mustang. Robin Liddell in the Rebel Rock Racing Camaro. Stand back from the fences. Drew Stably in the 24 Ford. Rob Eklund in the 09 Aston Martin. And also, by the way, uh, Gary Ferriel in the 99 Aston Martin. Gary Ferreira and uh, Anton Diaz Ferreira in the number 10. Those are the driver changes that we just had. We have three more cars into the pit lane. The number 35, Riley, is serving its penalty, as well as Sean Quinlan in the 43 for Stephen Cameron race, and that'll be handing over to Greg Leofouge. And uh, Samir Gandhi is in for the 93, handing over to Tom Dyer for the Carbon Audi. So let's just quickly give you a rundown of what's going on. Uh, it appears to me, Jeremy, that the leading three cars on the timing screen, that being the 39 Carbon Audi, the 20 M1 Racing Porsche and Russell Ward in the number four Winwood, the remaining Winwood AMG GT4. They have not yet made any kind of pit stop. Uh, and in TCR, I think it's still Ryan Block who hasn't made a pit stop, who leads at 11th position overall uh, the TCR category. Is that correct? Yes. Right, few. Swapping between... Um, resources here uh, today and right so an hour and 15 to go and that means Tyler McQuarrie, Jaden Conright and 
Russell Ward have been in since the start, which is 49 minutes, which is a long time for a GS car, but that's five relatively long laps at three and three quarter miles, Jeremy, behind the safety car. So they will have saved quite a bit of fuel there. Yeah, that's right. They won't have used an awful lot there. So they should be able to stay out for another five, probably 10, possibly 10 minutes. Uh, so another you know, four or five laps before they need to make a pit stop. Uh, but then uh, yeah, they're certainly going to need another stop before the end of the race as well as is everybody else. Yeah, and remember, uh, because of those pit stops, everybody who stopped, which is uh, Dylan Murray at 11th at GS down over in the 35 Riley Motorsports AMG, uh, Jan Halen, Sebastian Priol, uh, for Porsche and Ford, then Marillo Racing, Eric Foss and Robin Liddell, who's just gone uh, and done the best lap of the race, by the way. The second flying lap out the pits in the Chevy Camaro, uh, number 71 for Urban Grid and Rebel Rock Racing. All of those on down over, they have got to pass the top TCR cars and they're having their own scrap at the moment uh, and they will catch them up relatively shortly and have to have the scrap with those guys so 35 for the moment leads a train that's uh, Dylan Murray uh, in that 35 car coming out of turn 16 onto the back straight now with the full length of the back straight and more because they made their pit stop coming back to green great TCR battling ahead of them which they will eventually catch and that's going to get tasty Jeremy well it is and uh, that caution was uh, brilliant news for for, uh, Robin Liddell uh, and as you say, just that new fastest lap of the race on his first flying lap in the car. Uh, incidentally, at the same time, Tyler McCoy turned his actually he's turned his best two laps of the race. The last two laps are 13.13, which is better than his 13.17 he did earlier on, uh, and, and a 13.03.8 last time around. But uh, but, but that uh, Chevrolet Camaro that is super fast. Robin Adele faster again. One two minutes ten. Point nine. That's ridiculous. Uh, that's uh, yeah. That's so much faster than everybody else. It's absolutely absurd. That ba- breaks the the uh, race lap record was set by Dylan Murray earlier this year, two eleven point six. The qualifying lap record was set last year by Owen Trinkler, a two ten point five, and Robin Liddell two ten point nine. Absolutely extraordinary. Absolutely extraordinary. Just a reminder, as we mentioned earlier on in answer to Andy Blackmore at IMSA Radio, the 39 car wins the race. It still needs that Nate Stacey-driven court motorsports Aston Martin now in uh, third position. It still needs those guys to be worse than 10th. 10th wins it for court, 11th with a win for Tyler McQuarrie at the front of the field and they do get it there's that big a gap between the points for 10th and 11th in GS Uh, and remember it is class points it doesn't matter if there are TCR cars unlikely as though that may seem between but it is uh, 10th in class whatever else happens it's a win for Core if they are 11th and the car bomb with Purrigan Audi wins it wins this race then they also take the championship simples simples yeah and the uh, you know there's there's nothing to touch the uh, the Audi or the particular Chevrolet uh, in this race new fastest lap in TCR that time around for Ryan Norman 
in the uh, second place car, car number 33, that is the championship leading car. He's chasing after that black Alfa Romeo of Ryan Block, uh, who is leading at the moment for the KMW Motorsports with TMR engineering team. And has not stopped, remember. Let's just uh, keep reminding ourselves of that. Yeah, there's four cars that have not stopped in this race. Just the one TCR, that's the car that leads, is Ryan Block. Uh, and then the the, uh, the top two overall, Tyler McQuarrie and Jaden Conright. And the uh, fifth place car now, Russell Ward, in car number four. He also has uh, not yet made a pit stop. He'd actually lost a couple of positions after the restart there. He's passed by both uh, Nate Stacey and, uh, and Cameron Lawrence. Yeah. So just coming down to the hour mark. Hour and 10 minutes actually still to go. So plenty of action to come. And as ever, the TCRs doing their bit to keep us entertained. With a decent little battle just coming out of the hairpin. Headed by... The uh, number 61, that's Gavin Ernstone for Road Shagger Racing. He's in sixth. LA Honda World Racing. Tyler Hagler behind uh, it there. And then the EOA Racing Audi. So that's Audi, Honda, Audi, 61, 77 and 65. Meantime, uh, at the front of the field, we've had a bit of a lappery going on. But more importantly, we have got... A driver, Shea, standing by on the back straight pit lane who is dressed in dark grey and bright green. And uh, that's one of two fire suits he's wearing this weekend. So I am glad that Jeff Westfall remembered which one that he should be in. <laughs> but yes, it is about time for Tyler McQuarrie, Mick Drifty, the reigning GS champion from 2019, to hand over to his longtime co-driver, Jeff Westfall, the other reigning co-driver champion from 2019 in the GS class, trying to do everything they can well within their power to bring home a win for the Carbon team and Steve Dynan. And so far, they're doing everything they need to do. But unfortunately for them, Nate Stacy has been keeping that Aston Martin up in the fourth position. It's been a great, quiet run from Core so far. Well, and that's what they need to do. They've got to be at the front, but they don't need any issues. Sorry, Jeremy, go ahead. No, they don't. Yeah, no. It, it, some changes in TCR. Now, Ryan Block has been closed by both Ryan Norman and Harry Gottsack, the two teammates there. Uh, in the Brian Hurd Autosport with Kerem Agger, J.D. Hundo's number 33 and 21. They've closed right up onto Ryan Block. Uh, and it was like last time around, it was Harry Gottsecker who set a new fastest lap of the race in TCR, 2 minutes 17.4. Still a couple of seconds away from Gary Chavez's lap record set yeah. in July. Uh, but Spencer Brockman, also another another Brian Hurd car, is in fourth position. He's just got it. He's ahead of... Uh, of uh, Gavin Ernstone. No, it's not actually. It's Max Faulkner who's just gone by Gavin and gone into fifth position. Yes, that's right. Uh, I, that, that's what I've seen. That yes, that's exactly right. Yes, that's what I've seen by eye. Um, that hasn't been reflected uh, in some of the data that I'm getting through at the moment. But that, that's all right. Uh, but that, I'm pretty certain that Max has gone through in the fast MD Audi. They were having a terrific scrap. Um, and Taylor Hagler's right, right there. Hagler's well. right there. Yeah. Uh, and just a couple of seconds further back, um, the AOA Racing Audi's not far away either. Uh, at the sharp end, though, 
the bright red. Uh, number 33 uh, made the pass down at the hairpin. Came to the... Oh, no, it didn't actually. Down to the inside. So does that mean the Alpha just ran a little bit long? Yes, it did. Uh, and immediately out of the throttle uh, from Ryan Norman. That was actually quite sensible. He didn't try to come back on. Just ran a little bit... Uh, just a, a little bit long into turn seven there, Hairpin, and that's cost the lead for the time being. Uh, as Russell Ward is pitting, uh, I now he hasn't yet pitted, uh, and I can't see him going to the end with a, a minute and five to go by the time he gets out the pit. But um, hey ho, and we've said that before. Shit, what's going on? Fuel and tires and Indy Donchu being reinstalled into this car. It's been a couple of weeks since Indy has been driving alongside of Russell, but he's back. And this duo was fourth in this race in July. They're looking to do a couple positions better. Yes, that's a, an interesting one. They'll need some intervention from the safety car to go at the end from here, Jeremy, with 65, 66 minutes to go. Uh, and we'll wait to see where they come out. Um, it may not matter because they're, they're pretty much everybody else has still got to stop again. But uh, it, that lost them a little wee bit of track position, dropping down to 19th in class. Indy John Doncha is now back out on the track as in. And yeah, into the pit lane comes the leader. Tyler McQuarrie into the pit lane. So shit, they have done... What it, I mean, it's impressive because it looks like they've done an hour, but actually five laps of that were under uh, full course yellow, were under uh, double yellows. So even at that, even if they get that again, they're still five and a half minutes short. Yeah, they'll, they'll need a splash at this point, but they are taking their chances and putting in Jeff Westfall. Remember, they missed minimum drive time at the second race at Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta, which ultimately put them in this pickle of being so far down in the championship and needing to claw back with their backs against the wall. So they have been very diligent about getting in drive time. This is splitting the race pretty much into two. Jeff getting to do half and Tyler getting to do half. The driver change so fluid and so natural. These two don't even have to think about it anymore. They've got it down to a science. Four new tires on this Audi, and they are new. They have stickers on those Michelin. As the oh, right front tire was actually placed on the air gun, so it gave the mechanic changing the front right a little bit of an issue, but still no time lost. The fuel probe still attached. Waiting, waiting, waiting. You want every drop of VP fuels you can possibly get to try and get to the end of this one and go. And bye bye, Jeff Westfall. Yeah, that's a get to the end from here. He's going to have to make another another pit stop. That car could do around about 50 minutes, I think, John. So they're going to need another lengthy, lengthy caution period to get the, to the end from here. Well, even with five laps of pretty slow uh, safety car intervention, they did pretty much, let's call it an hour. So no, 54 it, minutes it was, actually. Uh, really? So, yeah, oh, uh, even with that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, that so, mean that's so not, not nowhere near. Nowhere near exactly. Yeah, no. no, that that yeah, that's fine. They're, they're going to be running flat out here. Uh, we'll see where he comes out in relation, particularly to uh, Robin Liddell in car number uh, 71, and Jan Halen, who's uh, just ahead of Robin Liddell. Those two uh, have uh, been the, the fastest cars on the track. Uh, Robin Liddell by a long way, two minutes 10.9, his best lap. There's only one other car. There's a couple of cars in the 12. Seb Prio. There's a few other cars in the 12s now, actually. Sebastian Prio, who is uh, 
Only uh, a couple of seconds or so behind Robin and Adele in number 22 Multimagic Motorsports Ford Mustang. He's running some good lap times as well. Robin with that 2.10.9 is still the fastest, still has the fastest time. Uh, no doubt there will be people watching, listening, and uh, also even trackside who are sort of scratching their heads at the people who uh, didn't stop. And by the way, Jaden Conright still hasn't stopped in the 7.18 Cayman from M1 Racing. Uh, he's sitting in second position. He's getting extraordinary fuel mileage uh, out uh, of, of that car. So why would you not stop? Why would you do something different and give up all of those positions? Indy Dunshee dropping down to 19th position behind everybody who stopped right on the end of the full course caution. Because he's going to have to take on far less fuel, he can go longer into the race. It's a time-certain race. So when he comes in with probably 10 or 11 or 12 minutes left, he knows exactly how much fuel he's going to have to put in, and it will be less than everybody else's stop, fuel stop. And why is that important? Because, as you heard Shea say at the last stop, the determining factor for how long you're in the pit lane is not putting new tyres on. It's not even putting new tyres on and changing a driver. If you're putting more than about half or three-quarters of a tank in, you are waiting for the fuel. So they will be able to come in and put less fuel. They'll be stationary for fewer seconds, and hopefully that will turn into an advantage. Meantime, slight brake fire for the Road Shagger Racing car, which is in the pits lane now, shit. Minor problem there, as uh, they're changing the front tires only. Gavin Earnstone getting out of the Road Shagger Racing Audi and handing over to John Morley. Perfect timing, a fist pump from Gavin as he walks back over to the pit wall. Their crew has been one of the fastest all year in terms of getting pit stops done. And when I talked to Gavin briefly the other day, he said, man, we've had a race every other week this year. I feel like a real race car driver finally. And he has driven like a proper race car driver this year. Uh, and, and he's driven very well. You know, his job is to stay out of trouble early on, hand the car over to John. He's done at least that uh, this year, Jeremy. And, and no doubt he'll be very pleased. Uh, with his performance uh, he's just done 22 laps uh, and you know all right there was a bit of yellow in that as well but that might work out for them John uh, where are we an hour TCR car can do about an hour Jeremy Cornyn he might be able to go yes George, that might be the first of the last pit stops for the TCRs yeah that's certainly a plan I mean that, yeah, that's what John Morley uh, did that oh at, John he uh, was brilliant wasn't he yeah, exactly. Yeah, brilliant drive uh, to, to to win the class as a result of that that strategy. That was in the the second of the two races at Mid Ohio, wasn't it? Uh, you know, beautifully judged drive. It was he was driving with uh, with uh, with uh, not a leaden foot. You know, really light foot. He did a fantastic job all the way through that race. He came brought, you know came away with the victory. T the TCR cars certainly can go longer than the GS cars. Uh, you know, the the Nate Stacy. Uh, car, uh, we see who's coming to pit. Okay, Jaden Conright has finally come into the pit lane now in car number twenty. So he's Must given up the uh, third position. Yeah, he just given up the place to Nate Stacey last time around, but did a good job on all the tyres. Of course, Jaden Conright, a brilliant, really impressive first stint for the young Californian. And again, they won't be able to go to the end from here uh, with that car, even with the uh, <laughs> the fuel economy of the Porsche. How few times do you hear anybody say that? Um, it is quite a frugal car, that uh, 718 Cayman. 
But again, what will come down to is he will have to be stationary for far less time. This his teammate will be actually. Uh, Ashley Freiberg when she comes in fact she's already out the pits so Ashley will probably have to come in for a splash uh, unless there's a well placed caution but will probably have to come in for a, a splash of fuel and that splash of fuel unlikely to put tyres on might only put one side of tyres on even if they do because they will be putting just enough fuel to get to the end and that should be less than the cars around need when they do their uh, similar stop their final stop and that's the thinking there. And we're looking ahead probably some 40 minutes or so before, and you've heard me say this before, before the stagger unwinds. Think of an athletics race. Everybody's in their lanes. If you're running the old 4x400m relay, everybody starts in their lanes and you run the first 600 metres in the lanes. And it makes it really difficult to work out who's leading until they break at the start of the back straight on the second lap. And then it all kind of falls in. Well, 600 metres and breaking on the back straight at the end of the second lap, that's whenever you take your last pit stop here. So we're looking somewhere about 40, 45 minutes down the road, which might only be 10, 12 minutes or so before the end of the race for those who go the longest into the race. And quite clearly, if you've only got 10 minutes to go, then you have to put a bit less fuel in than if you've pitted when you've got 20 minutes to go. We've got a BMW parked uh, and that is Dylan McAvern isn't it yes it is in the number 80 BMW uh, on the other pit lane exit uh, but he's got going again good news now the only other car that I think hadn't stopped was Ryan Block uh, in the Alfa Romeo Giulietta for KMW Motorsports and he is now in the pit lane as Max Fulton is taking his second stop for fast MD racing. No doubt again, Jeremy, that that Alpha, in terms of fuel, will be able to go to the end from here. Uh, yes, it will. It, it certainly should be be able to do that. Uh, lost a little bit of ground towards the end of that stint on, on uh, very worn tyres, did Ryan Block, but a really, really good run for the... Uh, he might not sound Argentinian, but he is indeed Argentinian. Uh, he's based in Winter Park, Florida these days, but uh, originally from Argentina. And Roy's done a really, really good job. Qualified the car uh, on the uh, second row of the grid in TCR uh, and uh, was leading some laps there. That would have been a lot of fun for him. And he's made big strides in his driving over the last couple of years. Whoa, there's a big moment for Dylan Murray in the number 35 Riley Motorsports car. Just uh, uh, last couple of laps, uh, perhaps crucially, Robin Liddell has managed to get past Jan Halen. Oh, yeah. Actually pulled out, pull out a bit of a gap. Uh, Jan Halen now is coming under pressure almost from uh, Seb Prio, who's effectively next up on the same strategy as uh, Robert Liddell. The number 39 car, Jeff Westfall, he's quite some way further back down the road. In oh. fact, he's behind. Uh, he's chasing uh, the number 35 car of Dylan Murray. Uh, so uh, Jeff Westfall's got quite a lot of ground to make up. But of course, his final stop is going to be a lot quicker than most many of these other contenders. Uh, hello to Kevin Payne, who's uh, sorted out his wars and is watching uh, and listening. He said, do you know what the camera toy is uh, on the 39 Carbon car? It's, on the, it's mounted on the right front roll uh, hoop leg. It is a, a little yoda here, isn't it? It's a lucky Yoda. They put it in the car a couple of years ago, and it's been bringing them good luck ever since then. And Tyler actually credited it with uh, their race win last weekend out. He <laughs> said they had a good feeling about lucky Yoda. 
And uh, Lucky Yoda was talked about on the broadcast. And hey, they wound up winning the race. So let's see if Lucky Yoda can strike again. Yeah, excellent camera uh, angle being uh, given there by the uh, Lucky Yoda. Uh, new fastest lap in TCR. At, by the way, at um, IMSA Radio, if you want any more questions like that, answer John Morley for Road Shagger Racing, 217.410. New fastest uh, lap of the race and a fastest overall best uh, set recently by uh, no uh, that's still at uh, 2109 by uh, Robin Liddell uh, yeah John Morley uh, has set that uh, that time yeah in uh, in TCR sorry I was confusing myself there with that one Mark Wilkins now in the number 21 Hyundai he's back out and that is that should be that car's run to the end that's the black and red car leader former leader championship contender where did they drop down to Jeremy with that pit stop 13th in class for Jeff yeah. Westfall yeah but already he's caught up very quickly there with Dylan Murray we saw Dylan uh, off the road very briefly onto the dirt uh, and that little gr- that sort of grassy dirty moment has allowed Jeff Westfall to close in there now so but uh, they are still quite a long way behind uh, Robin Liddell 5 10 probably 15 seconds or so behind let's, uh, let's have a look Del 5 uh, you're more than that actually uh, the better part of half a minute behind so uh, he's got a lot of ground to make up Robert Liddell fastest man on the track at the moment he's in the 2.11s everybody else 2.13s and worse he's flying at the moment and we've got a very revved up Scotsman Shea Adam can tell us <laughs> maybe part of the reason behind that yeah, once again, thanks to group chat for the text message. Apparently, Robin Liddell came over the radio yelling about being stuck in second gear and worrying about the gearbox. And the next lap, he set the fastest lap of the race. And the next lap, he set a lap time that was so beyond what any of us could possibly believe. We thought he must have found a wormhole around the track. So uh, all it takes is a little bit of inspiration to try and get Robin Liddell into a mood. And apparently, he's in one of those moods. Well, a really big night for Scottish soccer last night took penalties for them to get through to the European Championships next year but they did do it after having the job done and uh, they were equalised in the 89th minute so the last minute of the normal part of the soccer match when they managed to pull through and uh, win on penalties with a fabulous save of the 10th penalty by the uh, the goalkeeper Uh, and so they're through and I know Robin will have been following that as all good Scotsmen uh, would have been, uh, and there will have been a whooping and a hollering uh, yesterday evening by the Tartan Army, and looks like we've got another fired-up Scotsman uh, today in seventh position, Shay. Yes, and I was actually just trying to fire up Parker Chase there because he was sitting on the pit lane for about six seconds after the fuel nozzle came out and was still just sitting there, still just sitting there, and then finally engaged the car in gear and heads out onto the track, but that's the white with the green accent Hyundai that had the contact at the beginning of the race in turn one with the sister car, the number 98. But yes, Spencer Brock went after a really good first opening stint. Now it's handed over to Parker Chase, and we are rapidly approaching the minimum drive time needing to be met by the second drivers. We have a 12-minute window before the 40-minute mark can no longer be met by the second drivers. So get your pit stops in now. Yeah, that's a very good point because, of course, with that rather ill-timed safety car for the coming together of Tim Probert and uh, Bryce Ward, for which Tim uh, was 
given the responsibility for the incident. Uh, some teams, Jeremy, elected to come in and not change their drivers. So they've got to be very mindful now uh, of getting the second driver in and getting enough time for them to get the 40-minute minimum. Yeah, correct. You don't want to be uh, caught out like the number 39 team was at Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta, where the uh, full-course caution came out with about just under 50 minutes remaining. Uh, the pits were closed. He couldn't come in and make his pit stop. Uh, and so uh, he wasn't able to make it before. The, uh, they're inside the final 40 minutes of the race, and that cost them you know, massively in the championship. Uh, you know, it was uh, really unfortunate for that team. But you know, rules is rules, and it caught them out. So we just saw pit stops for the second and third place cars in TCR. That was number 29, number 77. Now the, the race leader, Ryan Norman, he comes in to serve his uh, pit stop as well. Also into the pits, interestingly, is number 39 car of Jeff, Jeff Westfall. Didn't need to stop now, but he's come in, made his final pit stop. He's only been out, what, uh, four or five laps uh, since uh, coming onto the pit lane to make the driver change, but they knew they, they wouldn't didn't have enough fuel to get to the end. He's come in now. They'll take on a fresh set of uh, Michelin tyres. They'll be able to good run to the end from here as long as they can stay on the lead lap. If there's a full course caution, this could play out in their favour rather than against it like it did uh, last month. Yeah, and the other teams, by the way, I'm fairly s certain would have been uh, thinking as well if they get close to that 40 minutes and the safety car comes out, you come in and do your driver change and then you take the penalty for entering a closed pit because the penalty for entering a closed pit uh, is likely to be a drive-through, whereas the penalty for not hitting your drive time is disqualification of the car. The 39 is out then. That is then its final stop. 50 minutes, yeah, probably. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that is interesting. So they're going to go to the end from here and now. So uh, what we need to do now... And, and I'll let Shane Jeremy do the arithmetic on this because, you know, that's why I came into journalism, so I didn't have to do the maths. Um, the, the, let's work out the gap between Rebel Rock Racing, uh, as as they stand at the moment, uh, and the 39 car of Jeff Westfall. I think Jeff's dropped. Has Jeff dropped off the lead lap by that making that second stop? I I didn't see where he where he's. Where, where he's come is out. the 39? He's, he's going uh, through turn five. I don't know where the leaders are, to be honest. He's gone through turn five. Uh, leader is through turn nine at the moment. Um, so if he's going through turn uh, five, he has dropped off the lead lap. Uh, confirmed, by the way, I think with what we knew, that Bryce Ward and the 57 uh, machine has retired after that big incident early on. No, I don't think so. so the guy who's really charging right now, of course, the, 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 the number 39 car, yes, it is a lap down to the uh, overall race leader. But, of course, Cameron Lawrence and Nate Stacey uh, still have to make their stop and their driver change uh, with uh, 48 minutes remaining. So they've got, they've got still you know, plenty of time to come in and make their driver change and, and get out again. And they will be well ahead of number 39 car. So that strategy is certainly working out well for Turner Motorsport and, I think, for... Uh, number 60 team core motorsports as well but to tell you who's not who's been charging really hard lately is alan brilly Olsen in the archangel motorsports aston martin car number seven he's uh, closed up and overtaken james clay in the bimmer world bmw and the archangel 
uh, bright yellow Aston Martin is up now into third position overall. He still also needs to make another pit stop, but he's more than 17 seconds behind the race leader Cameron Lawrence, who's just been charging away at the front of the field, just romping away from the field in that uh, car number 95. So 39 car now in terms of the race and the championship. Um, they, they're hoping to get back to the front of the field, but a safety car now absolutely messes that strategy because they're a lap off the lead. Um, that really messes up their strategy. Um, well, uh, it depends. It depends when it comes and who, well, I suppose every most of the guys that, that are ahead of them uh, would stop to do their second stop. So, yes, they might get the wave back round again. Uh, new fastest lap in TCR uh, goes to a car that I'm not mentioning, which is in seventh. <laughs> and has a number uh, that is between four and six. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, we've cursed that effort plenty of times, uh, by the way. Uh, now... What, the, the, the pace that Cameron Lawrence is pulling away is incredible. I mean, more than two seconds a lap on each last four laps. It just It's, it's incredible. Uh, how what? far away he's pulling from Nate Stacey now in the championship leading Corbett's Aston Martin. They've got to get in. They have got to get in sometime soon because if the pits close and they miss their drive time, they've done exactly what the 39 did uh, a couple of races ago uh, and that could have massive championship implications. There's, there's no need for them to run it close, Jeremy. They don't have to win this race. Cameron Lawrence in the pits now, and surely Nate Stacey will follow him into the pit lane in the 60s, coming to the pit entrance now. And he's he's almost put a lap uh, on the 39 car before he pitted as Lawrence is in. Now, who gets into this car? Where's Which car does Robbie well. Foley get into? Oh, now this is interesting. Robbie Foley can only drive one car at a time, obviously, and he is getting into the 95, which meant that that car would then go on to hypothetically win the race. Now, I was expecting to see Robbie Foley getting into the 96 Turner Motorsports BMW because that's the one that he shares with Ben Barletta. He's in for a full season championship of the 95, but he doesn't stand any uh, gains in terms of points positions. He's, he's not going to come into the top three of that. So I thought he would try and get Vin another win this year. They've already gotten one, but no. So that means when the 96 has passed the minimum drive time, it should be disqualified because it no longer gets the minimum drive time met by the second driver. But it meant that Vin can still be out there running around and getting track time, gaining experience for potentially next year. That was a perfect pit stop by Turner, though. It was fuel and tires in the driver change. And it was how long of a stop? Just over a minute and 20 seconds. And by the way, Nate Stacey didn't stop. Uh, and just to, to make the point, by the way, uh, when um, the uh, Cameron Lawrence car came in, yes, he was pulling away from second position, but he was still being closed down on by Robin Liddell, who is still the quickest car uh, out there at the moment. Twelve and a half last time uh, around, and I don't see anybody within a second of him on a quick look down so the I mean the, the Scotsman is absolutely giving it everything at the moment but has to because he's got a stop to come as well 
And and that's got to be... He, he's got to claw back the time right now because he's going to give some of it back in that final stop. They're quite right. So, so you know, he's... Uh, <laughs> that uh, Chevrolet is, is just incredibly fast. Uh, two bits, 10.9, his best. Like, nobody else is even in the 11s, let alone the 12, let, let alone the 10s. Uh, two twelve. Uh, Zero for uh, Dylan Murray, actually, car number 35 would be the next fastest lap, uh, more than a second behind. But uh, also, by the way, talking about uh, good news, Chevrolet should be back in this championship next year. Team TGM uh, announced this week that it'll be back with both of its Chevrolets in the 2021 season. So that is certainly excellent news to see the former series champions back in this championship, having, having uh, sat out the season due to the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, Shay, they cut it fine under three minutes before they <laughs> came in. But, I mean, don't forget, the, the drive time only starts coming out of the pit lane, so they can't afford any mistakes here. Nope. Your drive time ends when you come into the pit lane, and it begins when you exit the pit lane, meaning that given a minute and a half long pit stop, they could have come in at... 41 and a half minutes to go just over for Kyle to reach his time but they are there doing the stop now fuel and tires for this Aston Martin there should be no concerns about it getting to the end of the race and this should be a championship winning pit stop potentially so extra pressure on the crew and extra pressure on the drivers to get the change done but they seem very very calm as the car which wears Operation Motorsports stickers on the side of it a little bit of Canadian pride there as fuel going into the car they still wait for that but the first car back down and rolling away is now driven by Trent Hinman that's the Archangel Motorsports Aston Martin the bright yellow one that's going to be a problem for Kyle Marcelli because Trent Hinman is not going to give up any positions doesn't matter if they're the same manufacturer he now has a very fired up young American behind him and he comes out with a minute and 46 seconds in hand to get his drive time. I tell you what, when you're battling for a championship, Jeremy, that takes chutzpah to do that because all we needed was a full course yellow for somebody having a problem, like, for example, the 29 Hyundai, which is moving very slowly again, and the pits would have been closed. That is an extraordinary roll of the dice for those guys. They must be feeling very confident. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you want to go uh, uh, as far as you can because th then you're going to have fresher tyres towards the end of the race. This is a late full course course. You don't want to burn off your tyres before that. So you want to kind of leave the stop as late as you can, but you certainly don't want to be called out uh, by that caution flag. So, uh, you know, they've, they've, they've called that, uh, I think, just about perfectly. Uh, and uh, they're going to be looking good now. We're going to have to wait and see how these other cars... Oh, Jeremy, we've got a development. Shea, Adam in the pit lane. We weren't expecting this. Oh, Jeff Westfall's back in the pit lane. He's loosening his belts. It looks like this is going to be day done for the Carbon Motorsports Audi. I'll send a text message and try and find out what's going on. But pure defeat in the eyes of Jeff Westfall. Well, he brings the car in on the pit lane speed limiter and he doesn't even stop at his pit and the championship is over for Carbon. Championship is over for Carbon and that uh, that hands the championship then. Uh, they were already in a, a very good position but now that means, Jeremy Shaw, that Aston Martin and Core Motorsports 
are en route to the championship. In that moment there, Trent Hinman's gone by on the run out of the pits, but that matters not at all right now. Not the way I know they would have wanted to run it. We'll find out what's happened uh, to the car barn at Audi. Trent Hinman slid by into the first corner, but we have Aston Martin drivers as champions elect now in this race uh, with, what, just under 20 minutes to go. Yeah, this will be a... a uh, sorry, uh, 30 minutes, uh, 40 minutes here, just under 40 minutes yeah, ago, my apologies. Yeah, with the number 39 car out of the race uh, championship already done then for number 60 car, so they'll, uh, they'll just kind of bring it home. Uh, but uh, another good run here for the uh, the Vault Racing Archangel Motorsports Aston Martin. This will move them uh, uh, you know, into a, into a good finish. They hope in this race. Currently running in the sixth position, uh, but they've got uh, the cars are all pretty spread out now. Robin Liddell and Jan Halen uh, will still owe us a, a pit stop as will the number 22 car. Uh, in fact, uh, yeah, all of the uh, I think the number seven car is going to be leading this race once all the pit stops have been concluded. Uh, I was about to say he's racing Eric Foss, who has had a couple of stops, but he's not actually, because Eric was in at the same time. So he's racing Robbie Foley uh, in the 95 uh, now. Uh, that's Robert Liddell I'm oh, talking true. about. Yes, he's behind number 95, you're right. Yeah. Well so, um, a long way behind, actually. Yeah, so Robin Liddell is he's trying to build up a pit stop on the number 95. That's what you've got to look at at the moment. It's 40 seconds, that gap at the moment between Liddell and Robbie Foley. Shea Adam has been looking. How long is a full pit stop? Full pit stop, we're looking at about a minute and 20. If we're going to do two tyres, we're closer to a minute and 10. And if we're doing fuel only, it would be just over that 58-second threshold. That would be for a full tank, though, and Robin will not need a full tank, will Correct. it? Correct. Right, this Correct. is going to be but tight. the trip down pit lane is 33 seconds in and of itself. Oh, right, OK, thank you for that. Thank you. So 33 seconds delta on the pit lane. Uh, so he's got that plus six seconds at the moment. He's going to need more than six seconds uh, of uh, the uh, uh, of fuel. So let's see how... Quick, Robin can go at the moment. Henman's just done the fastest lap for Archangel's Motorsports car at 2.13. Uh, that is still uh, pretty much eight-tenths of a second slower than the leader. Liddell is cracking the laps off at the moment. Uh, what did Robbie Foley do last time around? A 12.6. Uh, so that's a bit closer. That's three-tenths. And that's the car we've, we've got to keep an eye on. Robbie Foley uh, in the Turner Motorsport number 95. That's the effect of battle for the lead at the moment. Foley, the first car, I reckon, that can go to the end uh, in the timing and scoring standings in fifth position. And let's call it 40 seconds, Jeremy, behind Robin Liddell, who has to make a stop for fuel before the end of this race. Yeah, number 95 car has a, a, a you know, very, very handy advantage. He's 22 seconds ahead of Trent Hinman uh, and the... Uh, yeah, the it's not even going to be close. I think he's going to be behind uh, both of those two when he comes out. Robin, he's going to come into the pitch right now then with uh, 20, 36 minutes remaining in this race. Uh, but, you know, the car is super fast. And uh, if there's a full course caution, of course, I think that's what everybody's going to need if they're going to catch Robbie Foley in that number 95 car. 
This is interesting. Uh, Robin's been out there for 19 laps. That's 20 laps, rather. So just over, just on 40 minutes. So I think he would have had a little bit of fuel left, but they're going to give him a full set of Michelin tyres and set him on stun um, and tell him that the win in the European Champs qualifier was flukery uh, and really get his dander up and set him on for the last 40 minutes. I think that's really smart because Robin on a charge on tyres that will be newer than the cars are racing. There goes what is the effective leader past Robin in the pit lane down the back straight. So Jan Heelan's gone through, Sebastian Prio's gone through, but more importantly, Robbie Foley's gone through as well because Heelan and Prio still owe us a pit stop. There's uh, Robin down and away. And what, what I want to see now is the gap. What's the target for the Scotsman? And can he then turn this up to 11? He's out of the pit lane, off the limit, and now took four tyres, Shea, correct? Yeah, and it was a minute and 20 for the entire pit stop, so a very good pit stop by the Rub Rock crew. And he's yeah, dropped. He's come out right behind Ashley Freiburg, uh, and, and she is uh, quite a long way behind uh, the... Uh, Rob, Robbie Foley. Robbie Foley's out on his own here. He's got this race uh, in the bag if there's no full course caution. No question about that. But it's a great first hit by, a long first hit by uh, by Cameron Lawrence. Uh, he was pulling away at two seconds a lap uh, in, over the number 60 car. The number 38 car, Jan Halen. Surprised he hasn't come in for his final pit stop. He definitely needs another pit stop. Uh, and he's been losing losing ground at a rapid rate. Uh, to the uh, number 71, so I'm not quite sure why they oh, left that big stop such a long time. Uh, that Dan Clark? Uh, uh, that is Speedy Dan, Dan Clark, who uh, was right, uh, I think was coming into the pits or trying to, but he's in there now uh, and had to do a bit of a pirouette to get in. Uh, did he go wrong direction there? But something went wrong for Spinny Dan Clark, not Speedy Dan Clark today, as that EMG was for a moment pointing in the wrong direction uh, for the LAP Motorsports car he is uh, right on the end of the lead lap isn't he so he's going to drop off the lead lap with that pit stop but in comes Halen and Prio uh, just half a second between them so they're now into the pit stop will be their last pit stops for respectively the 718 Cayman number 38 and the 22 Multimatic Motorsport Aston there goes Robbie Foley uh, and now is on the track the leader with 33 minutes to go and the gap uh, between uh, him and Hinman uh, Trent Hinman's uh, dropped back a wee bit we'll see when he comes through uh, is significant there goes the turn of BMW across the line and still waiting for Hinman in the seven. He's just coming through turn 17 now in that uh, Cayman. And then where's Liddell? Well, Liddell's just coming into 17 now. So that's 21 seconds between first and second. Kyle Marcelli's in third for the champions elect, Core Motorsport and the Aston. He's another two seconds further back. Then six seconds back from that is Bimmerworld. Robin Liddell is next. He's got ahead of Ashley Freiburg that time around. 32 seconds, the gap between Robin Liddell and the leader. 32 seconds in 32 minutes. There you go. 
that is the equation. Uh, or if you prefer, uh, around about 14 laps to go. So he needs to be about a couple of seconds a lap quicker than Foley every lap. And I can't see that happening. But Robin Liddell is on for a podium here. He's got the best tyres of the cars in front of him. Better tyres than the cars in front of him. And he's got a very, very quick car indeed. So I'm going to predict Robin for a podium. In fact, I think... Where is he? Uh, I'll just do a quick bit of arithmetic. Uh, I think oh, yeah, he'll get to be, second. Yeah. I think he'll get to second, but I don't think he'll catch the leading BMW unless it's a full course caution. Yep. Yeah. And he's not going to get a lot of... Um, he's not going to get uh, a lot of pushback from Kyle Marcelli in third, is he? Because they're off to win the championship. Although I suppose they're going to win the championship, so you actually will get a bit of pushback now. They'll want to finish on the podium. That'd be a nice way to round off the championship and do a bit of celebrating, Jeremy. Yeah, that would be, uh, that would be rather nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, meanwhile, in, in TCR, the number 21 car, Mark Wilkins and the pole sitter, Harry Gottsacker, they're out in the lead now. They've got about a four-second lead over Gabby Chavez, who uh, is in car number 33 and uh, chasing chasing hard. Gabby Chavez actually went, uh, well, he's, he has, has he set the fastest lap of the race? Not quite, I don't think. No, Tim Lewis actually set the fastest lap of the race in the Alfa Romeo, currently running in the sixth position after its uh, fairly recent stop. Uh, but uh, the uh, Mark Wilkins and Gabby Chavez. Gabby Chavez has a lap record around here in TCR. That was at a 115.0. No, not come anywhere near that in the TCR. The fastest lap in the class of 116.1. Um, but Gary Chavez is certainly going to try and chase down Mark Wilkins, last year's champion. But uh, second place would be just fine for the number 33 car of Gary Chavez and Ryan Norman. BP Fuels Racing uh, pit and paddock update. Unfortunately, I do have an answer on the 39 Audi for Carbon. It was the transmission that failed on that car. And neither they nor I can remember the last time they actually had a mechanical failure with the Audi. But the team is just completely gutted that that is what has caused them to no longer be out on the racetrack. Oh, dear. Uh, well, it was, a, it was a long shot for them to win the championship. Uh, are they secure in second place, Jeremy, for the championship? It will be small comfort to them. Yes, they are. They're uh, they're well clear. They've got uh, 37 points edge. Big battle actually for, for third place. Uh, Jeff Mosley, Eric Foster, number 56 car. Jim Coxdale, Murray, number 35. Uh, plus uh, Russell Ward in number four car. They're only separated by four points coming to this weekend. Robbie Foley though is uh, is only he's not too far back out either in sixth position. He's 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 12 points out of third place coming into this final round but uh, if he assuming he wins the race eighth position is Dylan Murray right now eighth position is worth 23 points that's that's a 12 point edge so in actual fact Robbie Foley uh, with uh, if he can hang on here uh, and get his second win of the season that would put him equal on points with uh, Jeff Mose with 
it'll actually put him one point ahead of, of Jim Cox and Dylan Murray. So Robbie Foley here not only can win the race, he you you can also finish in the top three in the championship. So definitely something to play for, uh, as as it were. Uh, Robbie's been out for 15 minutes, uh, and we've got 30 minutes to go. So that's spot on that round about 45 minutes that we think 45 to 50 minutes that's going to be okay for the GS car so that car is going to be fine to the end of the race he's got a big gap 19 seconds between himself and Trent Hinman second for Archangel Motorsports uh, and Trent uh, has uh, just put in that car's fastest lap of the race actually a 212 yeah. 6 uh, still Robin Liddell the quickest a 211 6 last time around so that was two seconds quicker than Robbie Foley and that gap is coming down. His next target, Robin Liddell's next target, will be Kyle Marcelli. He's under four seconds behind the third-place car. So podium definitely for Rebel Rock Racing as it stands. Late race safety car, and all bets are off. If there's a late race safety car, my money goes on Robin Liddell straight away, even if it's only um, green-white checker, to be quite honest. We know what Robin could do on cooler tyres. We've seen it in the past, and he's... Uh, very, very decisive through traffic. But right now, Robin Liddell is still potentially on, well, I think definitely for a third place, probably for second. But I think that if Robbie Foley uh, could keep the wheels under that BMW for Turner Motorsport, uh, that the win for Robin is just a bit out uh, of the grasp there. Yeah, I agree, John. But uh, yeah, certainly Trent Hinman, he's got the message. He knows he uh, exactly the scenario. That's why he's turning uh, a series of fast laps in that number seven car in second position. He wants at least to try as hard as he can to hold on to that second place. It might not be a win, but it would be certainly a great way to end the season for that Archangel Motorsports Aston Martin team. Of course, only switched to the Aston just a few races ago. Yeah, that's a very good point. And they're... They've tried. I mean, there are plenty of GT uh, four cars share to to go through in terms of the manufacturers and Archangel Motorsports or Vault Racing, uh, as they were uh, before under a, a couple of different guises. They've tried quite a few of them now. <laughs> you know, when you go to Costco on a Sunday and they've got all the food samples out and you can try everything before you decide on which one you want to make for that Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, that's kind of what Archangel has done in, in many different facets, or at least Alan Brynjolfsson. Started off with McLaren, moved on to a Ford, raced a Ford for a little while, moved on to the Porsche, raced the Porsche for a little while, and now is in an Aston Martin. Is it still, Jeremy, as far as we know, is M1 Racing still running the old Archangel Porsche? Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, okay, they, yeah. They, 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 the team has bought that car and uh, and they're running yeah, different colours for that car this weekend. Kind of a sort of a, sort of a darker version of the golf colours. It's sort of a, a lightish blue and a darkish orange. So it's a little bit uh, more stark than the old golf colours. But uh, yeah, they, they bought that car and. Yeah, and uh, Ashley Freiberg has taken over from Jaden Conway looking to, to, to get a top six finish running in a sixth position now but uh, Ashley's coming under increasing pressure from Corey Lewis in the uh, the Mia McLaren car number three is closed up on Ashley and uh, she last time around was uh, lost more than a second to the McLaren So 25 minutes to go. Let's talk about TCR because so much going on 
at the sharp end of the field, Jeremy. Uh, Gabby Chavez now in second position in the 33, Brian Hurt the car. To his teammate Mark Wilkins by about three seconds. They're lapping, give or take, uh, a few tenths in decent time. The road Shagger racing Audi, John Morley doing a cracking job and holding on for the moment to third position and has a 22 seconds a gap back to uh, James Vance in the fast MD number 23 uh, Audi uh, what's the situation in the TCR championship then uh, well uh, second place would be uh, just fine for Ryan Norman and Gavin Chavez because they come in, came in with a four point edge over Mason Philippi and Michael Lewis well they've had problems and are a long long way back uh, in they are still running but uh, out of contention in the 11th place third place in the points coming in to this final race Gavin Ernstone and John Morley well, they're running in the uh, third position right now which is certainly good but not quite good enough uh, uh, but uh, for Harry Gottsacker and Mark Wilkinson they can uh, come away with, a, with, the, with the win here they could conceivably work their way up to second in the points behind Ryan Norman and Gabby Chavez uh, Robin Liddell's just gone into third position overall. Carl Marcelli dealt with. Thank you and good night, Vienna. And despite the traffic around him, Robin Liddell still fat, laugh, laughing much quicker than the cars ahead. He was three seconds quicker, two and a half seconds quicker last time around uh, than Trent Hinman. No, make that uh, three seconds uh, quicker than Trent last time uh, around. And. Uh, what, around uh, about two seconds quicker uh, than uh, than Robbie Foley. Uh, I tell you what, nobody, nobody tell Robin that I said he was not going to win this because he'll punch me in the arm. Um, he's not giving this up. All he can do now, Jeremy, is drive the wheels off the urban grid, Rebel, Rebel Rock Racing, Camaro, and see where he gets to in the next, last five or ten minutes. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, he's he's you know last time around he was three seconds quicker than the race leader Robbie Foley, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm sure Robbie, Robbie Foley at this stage we've got 21 minutes remaining, so it's what eight nine laps to go in this race. Uh, so uh, Robbie Foley has the edge here. I'm sure at this stage in the game he's making sure he doesn't use up too much of his Michelin tyres, so that if there is a full course caution in the late stages, he is at least has some Michelin rubber left with which to potentially fight that uh, Chevrolet. But, uh, you know, I think that would be a, a pretty tall order because that Chevrolet is just wicked fast here this weekend. Has been all weekend long. And uh, Robin Nadell, you know, thank you. Thank, thank the lucky stars for, for Robbie Foley and the tournament sport team that uh, there was a problem early on for the number 71, which sort of kind of dropped it back down the order. Yeah, um, drive through penalty. But, uh, yeah, Robin Liddell has shown the potency of that car. Four laps, better, four laps better off tyres in terms of tyre life, Jeremy. Liddell on Foley, three on Hindman. Doesn't sound like a lot, but if you are having to push very hard... Uh, that it could be important. Corey Lewis, Motorsports in Action. Uh, the Mia McLaren uh, in sixth position. Uh, seventh for Ashley Freiberg. Oh, with a, a bonnet, a hood pin on the right front that's come unfastened. They'll have to come in for that. Race Control will be looking at that. They'll get the meatball flag, the black flag with the uh, orange central disc. Ashley, by the way, settling into driving this Cayman very nicely indeed and really uh, not minding the car moving around. I've noticed 
uh, on the faster corners. She's really drifting that car, but it's a flat four-wheel drift. Looks very nicely balanced. And great to see Ashley Freiburg back in the IMSA Championship. Uh, we watched her with interest a few years ago, Jeremy, and then, as often happens, uh, the financial side of things, rather than the talent, took over and couldn't find... Uh, the budget to go racing but good to see her back and she's certainly it's shown I think that she's uh, lost none of the speed that she had a few years ago no absolutely right uh, great to see uh, Jaden Conrad had that opportunity as well exactly so uh, a Afri young African American driver who's a, who's a real talent I mean he went across to, to Europe uh, three or four years ago he raced in, in the Italian Formula 4 championship uh, and that takes some, some credit for doing that he's raced in, in the British F3 series he's had a lot of good results then made the move to sports car racing a couple of years ago uh, finished fourth in the Italian uh, Porsche Carrera Cup Challenge last season. That's a pretty stout championship. Uh, you know, yes, he knew some of the tracks from F4 a few years before, but that was a really good effort. Uh, this year, he was planning on going back and challenging for the championship. COVID-19 put paid to that for uh, Jaden Conright, but he's been over back to Europe again in the last few few months or so. Done some uh, some uh, Carrera Cup races and also finished ninth at Le Mans in a huge field. Uh, and also has done some Super Cup races as well. So, you know, both those two drivers, Ashley Freiberg and Jaden Conright, uh, are very, very talented indeed. Uh, Robert Adele has caught second place Archangel Motorsport driver uh, Trent long, Hinman. He's right there, right there now for second place. And they are just on 18, 19 seconds away from the leader. Uh, I'm, I'm just checking uh, on... Um, stint lengths here uh, I, I know we talk about time a lot but we've got to look at laps and stint lengths Robbie Foley to get to the end of the race is going to have to do uh, I reckon at this pace about a 20 a 2-0 lap stint and I'm not sure any of the GS cars have done that in this race he came in with 44 minutes to go. That's fine. Uh, the the uh, GS cars, they can run around about 50 minutes without any difficulty at all. Uh, so, uh, you know, I don't, I don't see any difficulty there for Robbie Foley. He, he's now uh, under 20 seconds ahead of Liddell. And the battle is for second position. Coming through Jean de Bian-Benz, the bright highlight at yellow Aston Martin has got the rumble of the V8. Two V8 engine cars, of course. The Vantage, powered by the EMG architecture V8 with the twin turbos in the, the hot V. Um, EMG and Mercedes-Benz taking more and more of an interest in Aston Martin uh, and have just bought some more stock in the parent company, interestingly enough. Through turn 17... Sad to hear that I think the uh, V6, the three-litre V6 Aston engine that's been under uh, development for a little while, I think that might be a casualty of the more interest from AMG. Down the inside, easy as you like, and Robin Liddell is in the second place. Trent Hinman will try and tough it out on the outside of Turn 1, but ultimately it looks like the Camaro's got the inside to Turn 3. Very nice, respectful racing. Henman didn't make it easy for him, and why should he, Jeremy? He's battling for second position, but both drivers very sensible there. Good, clean racing. Yeah, I mean, you're trending, you can expect. see the pace with which 
the uh, Chevrolet caught up with him, so there's no point in being uh, silly. Oh, it's, gonna, it's just a matter of time. The Chevy's going to just power past him, and, and he's quick through the corners as well. So, uh, you know, it, that, that was a, a battle he was never going to win, so let him go. Uh, maybe Robin can, can make a mistake trying to, try to catch up, as he did there at turn seven, runs wide, loses himself a bit of time, and that's going to give Trent him an opportunity, perhaps, to look to the inside under braking for turn 10. But uh, Robin Liddell has been there, seen there, done that before, so he's going to defend the inside line. Which he does perfectly well and legitimately so. Really great power off the corner and grip off the corners from the, the centre out to use a stock car centre off, a st stock car term. But that's good mid-corner grip and grunt. Uh, and uh, Robin with his hand out the window, that's become uh, rather a Liddell trademark. Uh, he might well have been waving to Trent Hinman to say thanks very much, but far more likely just to be getting a bit of cool air on his hands. We've seen him do that uh, before. Um, and obviously just reminding all of the fans around the track that Scotland won 5-4 on penalties earlier uh, on this week. Yeah. Every Scottish friend that I've got has been all over that on Twitter and, and absolutely rightly so. Uh, 15 minutes to go. 18 seconds, the gap, well, was the last time around between first and second. What is it this time, including the pass uh, and a little mistake from Robin Liddell? Foley has gone through. A lap ago, Robin Liddell went down the inside at turn one. It's 16.3 seconds. So even with that pass, even with that problem, a second and a half taken out the leader by Liddell. This is not over. This is absolutely not over, and I am prepared to eat a large slice of humble pie when I said Robin could get the second but wouldn't get the Foley. This race uh, in the last 15 minutes, Jeremy, is on. Yeah, it, it is. You know, with this uh, 40 minutes remaining, uh, that we're doing, what, uh, two minutes and 12 second laps. So uh, probably uh, six laps, I think possibly seven depending on where the uh, the race leader is uh, on the road uh, so he's going to have to make up more than two seconds a lap and he's, he has been making up around about two seconds a lap so uh, if not more than that so you know Robbie Foley uh, could have a, a, a battle on his hands a quick shout out here by the way number 20 car the M1 racing Porsche Cayman did come into the pits uh, a couple of laps ago so unfortunately has given up that uh, that top six or seven finish. She'd just been over. She'd just been overtaken at Ashley Freiburg by Corey Lewis in the uh, Mia McLaren. So McLaren now up into sixth position. Uh, yeah, and, and well, yeah, yeah, that might have been fuel. She'd done a 2019-20 lap stint, uh, Jeremy. So that that's about there. Uh, that was 42 minutes of green flag racing for Ashley at a pretty good. Uh, speed. Oh, uh, sorry, no, we had the hood latch. Don't forget the hood latch. Uh, Shea's just reminded me. The right front hood catch had to come unfastened. So um, that there as well would have brought her into the pit lane. We thought she might have got the meatball flag. Yeah, but I think she was She was in. She, her last pit stop was with uh, over 50 minutes, uh, well, well, well over 50 minutes to go in the race. It was actually about an hour to go. So, yeah, I think she needed the pit stop in any case, in actual fact. Yeah, 42 minutes she was out. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah uh, on that. It came out just after the top of the hour, about five minutes past the top of yeah. the hour. 
So 12 and a half minutes to go. Battles in TCR now as well at the front of the field. Mark Wilkins has oh, Gabby Chavez. That gap. Uh, and Chavez right there uh, as they go through turn seven. And there was just a little squeal of Michelin rubber there for a moment that I thought for a second someone had locked up and was waiting to see a spinning car great effort once again by Gavin Enstone and uh, Gavin Enstone and John Morley at best of the Audis right in amongst uh, the Hyundais earlier on although quite a few of the Hyundais seem to have right front problems did they all just run into each other Shea did we get to the bottom of that those right front problems for what I think it was three Hyundais wasn't it early on there were three Hyundais that came into the pit lane together. Two of them had right front issues. There was uh, a splitter, splitter issue, issue on another one of the Hyundais. But here's the confusing part. Those were not the ones that were anywhere near each other for the contact. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, so. Uh, just talking about the number 61 car, that, that made a second stop, didn't it? Uh, yes, because... Oh. Uh, that because uh, they they stopped early with Gavin, who's then stayed in the car. So he they stopped at the first at the first. Uh, oh, John, get your brain in gear. Safety first, car. Full course caution. Yes, thank you. But they did. That's right. Okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, my brain is uh, is gone to a bit mush today, um, which is good news when we've got a fourteen hour broadcast tomorrow, isn't it? Um, right, eleven. <laughs> Early night tonight, I feel. Uh, still one more race to come, of course, with Lamborghini Super Trophy, live two, free. Uh, two, sorry, yes, I've got a Porsche race to do. Good heavens, I was about to sign off there and disappear for some food. Good heavens. Uh, ten and a half minutes to go. The two Hyundais go through turn one uh, and are battling for the race lead. Gabby Chavez in the 33 car, looking for the championship at the moment. It'll be nice to finish it off on the top step of the podium. They are teammates been a great season for the Hyundai Veloster NTCRs, very highly developed machine, uh, right on the very cutting edge of the TCR regulations a lot of engine development on those cars uh, was uh, what I was learning there was a round of the world touring car cup at the Nürburgring 24 hours when I was there earlier this year, uh, doing some very socially distanced television for, for Audi uh, and got the opportunity to through a few people I knew there to delve right into that and uh, Andrea Adamo who runs the Hyundai uh, sporting programme has given me the uh, lowdown and uh, that is a very sophisticated little racing car uh, and in, in, race, uh, in racing terms Jeremy all of these TCRs are round about the same price and my goodness for the for the performance per monetary unit this seem to be very very good value indeed because you can race them in endurance events like this and even longer uh, there obviously are a variety t oh no road shagger with a problem right front right front uh, and there's been contact I think uh, uh, looks like suspension damage to the right front there's massive negative camber on the right front wheel and it's carving uh, its way through the bodywork there it is not a puncture there is still air in the right front tyre this is third place from John Morley he was over 20 seconds ahead of James Vance for the fast MD Audi uh, yeah. but and that's going to disappear the two leaders as well yeah. so it certainly wasn't any uh, a battle for position 
that, uh, that has caused this problem. Well, he's coming into the pit lane entry now. He's got to remember to turn in and not go to the old pit lane entry, and he does so. Shea Adam uh, has this VP Racing Fuel pit lane update. There's definitely, Shea, still air in the tyre, but it looks like the wheel is not perhaps at the correct angle in the underneath the right wheel arch. Yeah, a little bit too much camber going on for that right front tire. But this has not been the best 24 hours for this team. They were looking for a little bit of redemption after qualifying yesterday. It was a bit of a disaster. What happened was Gavin Ernstone came to almost a stop on the back straight. As soon as you miss the pit lane entrance, there was a misfire in the engine. A brand new engine that they had installed after the last race at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. So they were not counting on that. Then the crew had to wait until they got permission to move the car back to their garage area because, of course, it being a qualifying session, you can't touch the car. If you touch the car, you lose all your qualifying times. So they were hoping for a much better race. And until about two minutes ago, they were having one. Ah, very, very annoying to get that close. Fast MD will pick up the third place. Uh, and James has indeed gone through. He's got quite a big gap back to fourth place, which is the KMW Motorsports Alpha. Uh, and poor John Morley in the pits is just losing positions. Uh, watching the 95 Turner Motorsport BMW getting quite a bit sideways on the far side of the circuit. He's got a battle on now. We've got just under... Seven minutes to go, and the gap is 11 seconds to second place. Liddell is still charging. Last time around, Robin slowest lap for a wee while, a 2.12.6. Still a second and a half quicker than the leader. As it stands at the moment, we've probably only got three, possibly four laps to go. What we're running, 2.14s at the moment. Uh, it's going to... I tell you what, Jeremy, this could be... Uh, when the white flag comes out and where Robbie Foley is on the circuit to yeah, whether he needs an extra lap or not. Here. Yeah, I think it'll be three laps uh, from here. Uh, as they're uh, coming up to lap the uh, TCR leaders, or at least Robbie Foley is, uh, the uh, the TCR leaders are still absolutely nose to tail now. Gabby Chavez... Uh, Liddell's on the front straight. Four seconds behind him. Liddell's on the front straight at the same time as the leader. Before the leader turned into turn one, Robin Liddell is there. He's got a uh, TCR car to get by before the first corner. He's just put a lap on Indy Donchi in 16th position in the Winwood Racing car. Uh, but now he's got clear air, air ahead of him. And he's turning into turn three as the leader goes out of and underneath the Corvette Bridge. And it's 10.3 seconds. It's going to be a few, maybe one, two laps, too few, I think, for Rebel Rock Racing, Jeremy. Yeah, but of course, you know, now the, the, the overall leader, Robbie Foley, is going to get past these TCR cars. The two leaders, they're battling away uh, amongst themselves here. Uh, and they are, you know, I think the, uh, the he's, going to, he's, going to, you know, he's going to have to be careful. He's going to have to be careful, but decisive. As you say, he can't afford to be held up, but he can't also, if he wants to win the race, can't afford to make a mistake either. Because if he gets onto the dirt or makes a mistake, that 10 seconds lead that he's had, he's going to disappear quickly. He's got past Chavez. Now he's got Mark Wilkins to deal with as they go through Tower and out towards Jean de Bian. And Liddell is, he's still got clear. A clear run. The next car he's got to pass is the 
number 99 GS car. Uh, so he's got a clear run to that, the automatic racing Aston. In front of the Aston, there's one of the AMGs in there as well. It's the uh, white car with the blue just on the back straight now. So it's not a direct run, but the, the bright lights, all the lights are on for Robin Liddell. Oh, the leader gets... Oh, the leader has got through. It's the AMG that got squeezed by Mark Wilkins in turn 17. And Liddell's still got to pass this little group of cars. Leader crossing the line now. Liddell coming out the final corner now. It was 11 seconds last time around across the line. It's 8.3 seconds. Gap first to second. What do we reckon, Jeremy? Two more laps? Yeah. Uh, Yes, uh, we're yes, uh, three and a half minutes to go. Yes, uh, two more laps. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> uh, last uh, lap round, he gained two seconds on the uh, leader, but now, of course, Robin has got to work his way past these two TCR cars when he, ca when he catches them. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's uh, as, as we see now, Robin Chavez, yeah, Chavez looking for the lead, he wants to win and the championship. Mark Wilkins goes to the right-hand side, the defensive side, the track down into the hairpin. 21, the black Hyundai leads. 33, champion elect in second place. And they have still got their laps to do as well. And they've just been lapped by the leader. So uh, they will know that they are now dictated on by the leader. And when he gets the white flag, which probably will be this time around and Robin Liddell is going to come up one lap or two laps short in winning this race for Rebel Rock Racing remember that gap was fifth, uh, was uh, 30 seconds with 15 minutes to go 30 seconds with just on 15 minutes to go fantastic stuff from Liddell really got the best out of the Camaro Rebel Rock Racing on the podium again but a great battle between the... And, and Liddell Pitts! Liddell Pitts! He's short of fuel. He's short of fuel. Surely not. He's, he only stopped 15 laps ago. Liddell's in the pits. There must be a problem there. That says nailed on podium finish for Robin Liddell has gone. And... Well, explain that one. Well, all I can think of, John, unless there's another problem, is that it, it, they, were, they didn't need a full tank of fuel oh, when they, they came in to make their final pit stop. There was uh, just over 33 minutes to go in the race, so it was uh, three-quarters of a tank they needed. Uh, did they just not put enough fuel in the car? I mean, he was running flat out, yeah. uh, so they would have needed uh, you know, as much fuel as they possibly had. Uh, it could be that. It, it could, of course, be something else. This battle continues in TCR as they, they took the white flag then, didn't they? Yes, they did. Well, I, I think he's still going to... Oh, is he going to be on the podium? No. Core's gone back through the champions elect. Oh, he'll fall uh, And, in fact, he hasn't come out the pits yet. So there's something... More fundamental there. Shea might be able to get the word. It is the final lap of the Alan Shea Automotive Network 120. The final lap of the 2020 Michelin Pilot Challenge season. The championship, both the winners in the championship look like they're going to be on the podium on this race, Jeremy. And Gavi Chavez has got half a lap now 
to try and find a way around Mark Wilkins, who's won the 12 hours here, of course, so he knows exactly where to put the car to make it difficult for Gabby Chavez. Robbie Foley's going to win by, we thought it might be five or four seconds, but it's going to be closer to 15 seconds. Uh, Liddell has come back out of the pits. Jeremy? Yeah. Well, I'm just wondering what happened to, to Mike Skeen, who was running fifth, would have been fourth. In the He's just had a very long lap. He's just had a very, very slow lap indeed. Yeah. He has lost a lot of ground on that last lap. So he's fallen now a couple of positions back to six for Mike Skeen at number 82 BMW. And uh, not, well, actually still a fair ah. way behind him is Sebastian Prio, who's done a, a really nice job in the number 22 car. Frank Depew has got into the Rebel Rock racing car to finish the season. I wonder if that's what that was about. Interesting. Very interesting if that's the case. Frank Depew has taken over from Robin Liddell. They've dropped way down to 11th position. Uh, Frank is about a second behind the Stephen Cameron Racing BMW uh, at the moment. Checkered flag is out, and Robbie Forley, without his usual co driver of Bill Oberlin, who I know will be watching, wins for Turner Motorsports. It'll be an all tackle Sunday for Turner. And across the line, first and second in TCR for Brian Herder Autosport. The Black 21 from the champion 33. And we wait now for the number 60, multicoloured Aston Martin. The core Motorsports Aston Martin Vantage that comes through to take third in GS and win the championship. And there are a lot, Jeremy Shaw, of very, very emotional people after a season that we never knew what was going to happen at any stage, not least because we didn't know if we were going to get a season. My goodness, what emotion at the end with both championship winners in GS and in TCR on the podium at the last race of the Michelin Pilot Challenge season. Yeah, tremendous effort there. Yeah, well-deserved overall championship for Nate Stacey and Kyle Marcelli. Uh, they're going to come home with a podium finish today as well, just to uh, kind of icing on the cake for that Core Motorsports team. Great job switching. I mean, the Core Motorsports, they've been synonymous with Ford for many, many, many years. Made the switch to Aston Martin, and uh, that has paid off, and it's going to be a championship for them. Uh, for Brian Hurd, Autosport, a second consecutive championship. Uh, and uh, honours shared here, Mark Wilkins, last year's champion, will get the win today. But second place for Gabby Chavez, number 33 car, and Ryan Norman will be enough to seal that championship they finished only 0.2 of a second behind but they come away with the championship title oh what a season what a season congratulations to everybody the uh, entertainment has been outstanding share I, I wonder if whilst you're doing everything else you can just drop a line and just check to see if there was a drive time issue for Frank Depew. I don't think there was because if there was they were at the end of the line of everybody who came uh, in uh, and because of, of where they'd been on the track uh, and if they were in trouble everybody in front of them uh, was in trouble as well but um, I, I... Well, Ship. it's funny you should mention that because uh, the representative uh, team member that I reached out to said that they thought Frank might have been a minute or so short on his drive time hmm. but I'm with you they were toward the back of the line and there were a lot of cars that came in in front of them so that could be potentially a lot of disqualifications if that's the case yeah absolutely agree uh, 
how many we ask ourselves. We just simply don't know. I don't even know how we uh, sum up the season. Uh, Even that race was kept our interest right the way through. Once again, Jeremy, it's been a fantastic season for the Mission and Pilot Challenge uh, and uh, the Alan J Automotive Network 120 here at Sebring. Uh, if in some ways, a microcosm of the season. Uh, we've, we've seen the, the teams who have done well throughout the season have, for the most part, and, and take out the 39 Carbon team who had that very uncharacteristic drive line issue with the transmission. But uh, we, we've seen some great racing today, uh, uh, characteristic of the, of the whole season. Yeah, it's been a fantastic season of racing in the Michelin Pilot Challenge, no question about it. We've seen some great racing. Uh, we've seen uh, you know, some, some, some great battles among the manufacturers uh, as well. It's going to be uh, Aston Martin that will uh, win the Drivers' and the Manufacturers' Championship. They came in here in the Manufacturers' though with only a three-point edge over Mercedes. Audi was right there as well. So it's been a tremendous battle all the way through. Yes, because the manufacturer's title is, uh, as you might imagine, very important to the marks who take part. It, it, it's, it has been, uh, in fairness, Jeremy, I know balance and performance are three dirty words, but in GT4 and uh, also in, in GT3 and GTLM, IMSA, they do it a slightly different way from everybody else. It's data-driven, and my goodness, they take a lot of data. But I, I think all of the teams this season have had a podium all of the manufacturers should i say have had a podium this year yeah it's been a, a, a tremendous season it really has and yeah, all of the manufacturers uh, except for ford actually have got either a pole a fastest lap or a win but the ford's been on the podium so you know it has been a great year i think uh, they're gonna have to do some work over the winter though because the aston martin the audi and uh, particularly here the, the chevrolet was 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 really fast but yeah, you, know, you gotta hand it to to the drivers just look at the drivers championship uh, Nate, Stacey, and Carl Marcelli, of course, uh, clear champions. Tal McQuarrie and Jeff Westwell will, will hang on to second place. But uh, Jim Cox and Dylan Murray, with that late pit stop for number 71 car, they will move on to 236 points. And that will be one ahead of Robbie Foley. So that late pit stop for the number 71 car has meant that uh, Jim Cox and Dylan Murray will take third place in the standings by one point, I believe, unofficially over Robbie Foley. Uh, Jeff Mosing and Eric Foss will fall to the fifth position. Ah, so that uh, affected other people's races as well, for whatever reason. A fastest lap of the race went to Robin Liddell with a 2.10.933 for GS. Uh, It was the Alpha that had the fastest uh, race lap in TCR 2.16.138. And they finished in fourth position. Uh, in class, just uh, around about 16 seconds away from the podium and see what happens when we don't mention them. They did get that car to the end uh, of the race. Share, uh, Adam, your thoughts on what we've seen today and the Michelin pilot season. Remarkable season in terms of the competition that we've had. Uh, TCR, what, what a fun blessing in disguise that has been. I mean, we haven't had as much uh, variety in terms of the makes in that class, but man, the cars, they delivered on the performances all year long. And GS, Robbie Foley won three times this year in two different cars. Trent Hinman was on the podium three times in two different manufacturers of cars. I mean, you just wrap up at the end of the day and sit back and go, yeah, 2020 was a good year. Mm, Absolutely bonkers as ever. 
Uh, I can hear you flicking through some notes. Jeremy, any more arithmetic that you need to report? Yeah, in TCR, we've already talked about Ryan Norman and Gabby Chavez with the second-place finish today. They wrap up the championship pretty comfortably in the end. They'll have a 21-point edge over Harry Gottsacker and Mark Wilkins, who leap from fourth in the points to second with the pole position and win. Wow. They didn't get a point, point for the pole, but with a win today. And that will bump Mason Philippi and Michael Lewis down to third, but still... A tremendous one-two-three finish for that Brian Hurd Autosport with Kerb Agajonian team. Brilliant stuff. Uh, Hyundai take the Manufacturers' Championship there, of course. Uh, that's Brian Herter uh, and uh, the guys doing a great job with those Hyundai Velosters. Uh, and uh, sorry, did you say Aston had taken the the Manufacturers' Championship in, in GS there? Yes, right. Uh, with the uh, second place today, yes. Right, uh, Sarah Rigby, very happy, didn't even dare tweet in the last few minutes. Well, that was a brilliant, brilliant event that really summed up the season. Robbie Foley takes the victory. Bill Oberlin will be looking on. Bill, hope you stay fit and everything is good. Uh, well done to the winners, the Hyundais in TCR. Uh, and we will, at some stage, get to the bottom of that late stop for the 71 car. Midweek Motorsport on Wednesday, 8 o'clock, RS1. Don't go too far away from IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. We still have the Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA and the Lamborghinis to end off Fast Friday. But for now, from the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre with Jeremy Shaw and our VP Racing Fuels Pit and Paddock reporter, Shea Adam, I'm John Hindoff. Thanks very much for joining us for the whole of this brilliant Michelin Pilot Challenge 2020 season. Bye-bye. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.